And a very good evening to you. How are you this Wednesday? Thursday, Thursday, Richie. Don't start off as bad as that. It's Thursday, of course it is. It's the 23rd of December, 2021. It's just gone five o'clock here in Salford in the northwest of the UK. It's feeling a bit more Christmassy today than it did in previous days. I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because there's an end-of-term feel to proceedings. It's lovely to be with you. I'm taking your calls starting in about five minutes' time right up till the end of the programme. It's the BBG, not the BBC. This is your Richie Allen Show, live from the magnificent city of Salford. It's the Richie Allen Show. Broadcasting live on richieallen.co.uk and multiple platforms around the world. And now, here's your host, Richie Allen. Yeah, I'll do the sting in a moment, the sting with the details. But the best way to contact me at any time on Skype is is on Skype, yeah. It's chat with Richie, all one word, chat with Richie. Best way to reach me. Okay, there is a phone number. I'll give you those details in a moment. If it's not your thing, you can drop me a message, richieallen.co.uk. Comment live. Now, previously, when I've taken phone calls, I know I have neglected the live chat. That will not be the case today. I will read some comments from time to time during the course of the next couple of hours. It is uh, Wednesday's programme, as I said, December 23rd. And it's probably the last, well, it is the last Richie Allen show of 2021. So now it's up to you what kind of a show it is because it'll be me and you chatting away, as I said, for the next uh, two hours. Yeah, get rid of that. Here's the contact details, anywho. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44 161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Right, so chat with Richie is all one word C H A T with R I C H I E. That won't cost you anything. You've already paid for the internet, so you might as well do it. But if you can't do that, do use the phone 0161828 I'll play this thing again. I didn't put the meme on the website today. I generally remember to do that, but today there's been a lot going on. We've had visitors here. I've had things to do, shopping to do, places to go. So I've been kind of rushed off my feet, so I have. I did mention, didn't I, did I not, the other day that uh, keep it Christmassy but I thought about that and I thought yeah we can keep it light if we if we like but I also shouldn't be telling you what you should and shouldn't talk about so you can talk to me about anything in the course of the programme this afternoon while I boot up the old phone system and the the Skype system I'm going to play a Christmas tune but just before I do that here are the details again spared no expense it's your call Skype Chat with Richie or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44 161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Yeah, I was going to do a news roundup, but I'm not going to bother. You can give me a shout and we'll chat. Here's Shaky. God love Shaky, eh? Snow is falling. If Shakin' Stevens hadn't been such an amazing (laughs) singer-songwriter, if he hadn't been the genius that he is, I would have loved him anyway for attacking Richard Madeley on a sofa on television many years ago. If you've never seen that, check it out. 
Richard Madeley was interviewing Shaky, and Shaky was just a bit tired of being compared to Elvis, or being accused of being an Elvis tribute act, so he launched himself at Madeley on live television. We're off to Austin, Texas, kicking off the programme. My pal and yours, Scottish John. John, how the hell are you? Hey, Richie. I'm on camera. Can you see Oh, me? you sound like a Dalek. Right. So, uh, no, take yourself off the camera and I'll call you back. He sounds like a Dalek there. We can't have that, can we? We can't have that. Sounds like a Dalek. So we'll get him back on pronto so that he doesn't sound like a Dalek. <laughs> right. Not good to sound like a Dalek. I was never into, what's it called again, that show with the Daleks. Doctor Who, that's the one. Never might sing. John, I hope we have a better line now. Welcome. Hi, can you, is that any uh, better? It's a thousand times better. You sounded Hi. like a, a science fiction creature from a 1980s television show, but you're here. How's Christmas looking in Austin, Texas, my friend? Oh, at the moment, man, is uh, to use a note. What the hell? Oh, hang on. Tell you what we're going to do, John. I'm going to come back to you in about five minutes when you get that line sorted. I'm going to be very professional today. I'm going to act like a professional radio presenter, don't you know? That's what I'm going to do. We're off to Toronto to talk to Joan. By the way, it doesn't matter if you phoned us recently. Um, you're back. You can come back on the programme. But do keep in mind, lots and lots of calls are coming in. It's Joan in Toronto. How you doing, hey! Joan? Merry Christmas, our kid. How you doing? Merry Christmas to everybody, our lovely family on your show. I just wanted to call and wish everybody a Merry Christmas and to thank you for all that you do for us all. Give over. I do nothing, only sit in a spare room and talk garbage. You keep us all sane. You have such wonderful guests with such awesome information. And I just wanted to mention a few great things that have happened to me through your show. Go ahead, Joan. So, um, Mark Bierski, who's a wonderful soul, I was watching him one day and he was making some new oil. And he said, if anybody wants some, just send an email and we'll send out a sample. So I sent my email and I got free oil from Mark Bierski. And? And it's beautiful. Oh, wow. It's amazing. And then I met uh, somebody through who listens to your show too, Kim. Hey, Kim, if you're listening. How are you doing, Kim? He lives... Yeah, she lives in Vancouver, and she reached out to me, and uh, we've become great friends. We met for a picnic in the summer, so she's from the UK too, so that's great. And then another lady called Paula, who emailed you to to get in touch with me, which she did, and I thank you for that. So she's another new friend, and it's amazing, the people that you meet and, and all the help everybody gives each other. So I just want to mention to people, like, if they can, to donate to your channel and help you out if they can. Well, you're very kind to say that. You're very kind. You're very kind to say that. You don't need to say that. But you did say something important. Um, When, I mean, the email thing is going to be sorted. I I am having an email through the website problem at the moment. But that'll be fixed imminently. If you'd like to meet with people or connect with somebody that you think you might have heard on the show, you can send me your contact details via email and I can forward them to people in various towns around the world because that's a nice thing when it happened like that. So that's a good idea, Joan. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've made two great new friends, so it's just amazing. And we're all in the same boat, right? So 
And also just uh, to keep the uh, mood upbeat a bit, there's a guy on Instagram called Dear Danny 11 and he's like a wonderful human being. He's from uh, London, I think, and he, he he's now in Spain and he he writes poetry and he if anybody's heard of him you'll know who I mean but he's just lovely and he does videos and he's on Instagram he, and he's known as dear danny 11 is that right yes yeah on Instagram and oh, he's just amazing he's so loving he has a beautiful soul and he just keeps everything you know he just helps like you do Brilliant. so Anyway, I've just wanted to mention him. And again, thank you so much for all that you do. Give over. Just just have the crack. That's all I do. I'm, I'm not modest. Neither am I immodest. I'm neither. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 to me, it's, it's what else would I be doing other than going mad with, you know, the, the madness like everybody else. So yeah, it's, it's, I enjoy it, Joe. Absolutely right. Well, look, thanks for phoning. Absolute best uh, of the holiday season. Happy Christmas to you and yours, Joan. And the same to you. Lots of love. God bless for now. That's the lovely Joan. Yorkshire Joan, who's in Toronto, who's been on the programme before, always has something very interesting to say. Lovely lady. We're going to try John again in Austin. If he sounds like a Dalek this time, I don't know what we're going to do. Do you? Any any suggestions there? Answers on a postcard, please. Uh, to the Richie Allen Show, care of BBG Towers somewhere in Salford. Let's go back to Austin. John, how are you? It's yourself, John. Ah, the line is just dreadful. We're going to leave John for a while. We'll give him. We'll give him a half an hour. It's off to the mobile here in the UK. Good evening, caller. Who am I speaking with? This is Karen from Newark. How you doing, Karen from Newark? It's been some time since we've chatted. How are things this twenty uh, third of December? Are you all set for the next couple of days? Are you stressed out? Are you fed up of presents? How's it looking? Well, I'm making mince pies actually at the minute as I speak to you. You're making your own mince pies. Yes, ah. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a Bailey's cheesecake on the go as well. Hang so, on, you're uh, making yeah. mince pies and a Bailey's cheesecake. Karen, any well, chance your fella might swap um, you with my yeah. missus? <laughs> Just for a few days. <laughs> and I've even bought some Bacardi this year. Oh, mother of well. God, Karen. Karen, <laughs> I say it on live, will you marry me, Karen? So, so you have Bacardi. So you're able to. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you stick with yeah. Frogo Tremendo. Fantastic. So, um, so uh, uh, are you effectively. On holiday now, are you off now? For no, the next... I had today booked off, so I'm back to work tomorrow, but then after that, I'll be off. So, uh, yeah, I just really wanted to, well, to speak to you and to thank you for all that you do. We, oh, we just listen to your show every day. Even then, the next morning, I listen to you again on the way to work. That's dreadful, Karen. <laughs> that's, 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 do you know what that is? That's, that's, that's play Misty for me. That's what that is. I'm not having no. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking, by the way. Well, some no, of the no. some of the guests are brilliant. I find myself occasionally listening back because when I have yeah. a guest on, uh, you know, most oh. most of the guests are they're very good. They've got very interesting oh, things to are. say. And I think your guests are getting better and better. The ones you've had recently, I think your shows are just getting better and better. And we're yeah, both very me kind. Or me right now, you're the last person that's allowed to say that I'm very good and that and that. Oh, okay. I'm, no, nobody <laughs> else. So who are you spending that's the, the only Christmas? Thing, when you're trying to ring you, you can't hear the show. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm missing the show because I had to cut that off, of course, because I didn't, I didn't know how it worked if I'd be speaking straight away to you or if there'd be like a. Oh yeah, there's no there's no delay. Production team would speak to me first. Production team, Karen. eh? (laughs) By the way, if anybody wants to get me something for Christmas, could they get me a production team? That'd be lovely. (laughs) Two or three producers or something. Who are you spending Christmas with then? Oh well, my partner Neil, and then my youngest son Robbie. He's he's nineteen, but uh, my eldest son lives in Sunderland. 
he's sadly got car troubles at the minute, so he oh. can't come down to the 28th and get a train. Hopefully, they don't cancel all the trains by then. <laughs> yeah, let's hope, he, let's hope he gets down. So you're, you're going to be with Robbie and Neil. So Merry Christmas to Robbie, yeah. to Neil, to yeah. your son in, in you. Sunderland. Well, good luck with I those mince pies. I on a Sunday morning melodies, uh, Richie. You, you played Living La Vida Loca for me before. I did, didn't I? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but Ricky Martin, yeah. I mean, you've no shame, Karen, have you? Admitting that live on the radio. <laughs> no. Ricky Martin, God be with the days. No. Well, look, thanks no, very mean, much. For the yeah, kind words. No, it's been my pleasure. Enjoy the Bailey's cheesecake. I, I wouldn't will. mind Thank a bit you. of that. Thanks, Karen. <laughs> and Merry Christmas again. Karen there in Newark. Where are we going now? I don't know where we're going now. We'll, we'll try this. We'll see where we are now. If you want to get in touch with me, go on. I'll play the jingle again before we say hello to our next caller. The jingle goes something like this It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. By the way, if you do Skype me, turn your camera off because it is radio, unless you're Pamela Anderson and you happen to be wearing a pair of cowboy boots and a mini skirt, in which case, leave your camera on, Pamela. Back to the Skype then. Caller, welcome to the programme. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Richard. It's Danny. How you doing, Danny? Where are you, my friend? I'm, I'm in France, just not far from Cognac. Ah, sounds good. What's it like in occupied France, Danny, <laughs> at the moment? Well, um, Castex, he's the Prime Minister here. I don't know if you know him or know of him. <laughs> yeah. he's, um, he's announced now that he wants um, he's going to do away with the health passport. As from January, he wants a vaccine passport. So... I don't know if that will go through. It probably will because it always goes through all the other things he's put down. But um, that means, well, at the moment, whether they call it a pass sanitaire in France and you even have to have it to go into a hospital unless it's urgent. And that costs you 25 quid for a test, 25 euros for a test. 25 euros. And the, the test only lasts 24 hours. So imagine you've got someone on a relative, your son or your daughter in in hospital when you want to visit it's going to cost you 25 euros every time to go in hospital and now he wants a vaccine passport so that will be all abolished you won't go out and get treatment in the hospital unless it's urgent without being vaccinated and that's where we are at the moment that's where you but, are at the moment that's right but having said that there's lots of things going on in france behind the scenes that you will not hear from the in the uk some positive there's news guy, danny what's happening oh there's great things going on um, richie there's a guy called Florian Philippot. Now, he started a party called the Patriot Party. He does big rallies every Saturday in Paris. And there's rallies all over France, every single Saturday in Marseille, Lyon, all the big cities. We go to a little one in Angoulême, which is not too far from us. There's only about 300 of us. But we, we chant and, and stuff. And we get put in contact with um, people who help us. There's associations started up, parent-child um, parent associations. Like if you feel on your own, they will help you because... The kids from here, I mean, this is disgusting, mate. It's, um, as far as I'm concerned, it's child abuse, making where kids wear masks from five years old for eight hours a day. And now we want, now the past, the vaccine, well, let's not call it a vaccine, the jab, that will be available for five-year-olds as from, I think, the 15th of January. Now, having said that, seven out of ten parents don't want it, but that still leaves three 
out of 10 parents where, where's who were the, um, kids. Sorry, Danny, where's the 7 out of 10 parents don't want it? Is that is that some poll that's been taken in France? Well, that was a, that was a guy who's pretty... He might not be true, Richie, but it's a guy we, who's at this... Mani- these, um, manifestation, what's that in English? Demonstration, sorry. Yeah. And he said seven... It was a poll. You know, the polls might not be reliable, but... But it might be. I, I, they might be, yeah, but I get the impression that parents do not want it. I mean, why would you reject a child at five years old with an experimental vaccine? It's crazy. It's you know, just you know, crazy. Been, you know, the MHRA here has okayed it for vulnerable five-year-olds. And yeah, but that's, that's dreadful. And, and you know, part of being vulnerable might be not that the child itself is vulnerable, but maybe it's living with somebody who's immune, immunosuppressed or immunocompromised. It's it's mm. dreadful, Danny. But, but, but there's some, it, yeah, go ahead. Mate. Sorry, mate. But no, that's ahead. where it starts. They start with vulnerable kids. Then it will go down the line. Ordinary like kids with no prob, no health problems. Then it'll be babies. And then where, where are we going to be? But I'm, I'm, I'm feel quite positive, especially from the coolie, the, the um, professional snooker play you had on yesterday. Peter, Peter Ebden, yeah. Peter we're, we're pretty spiritual, my, my wife and myself. We listen to Mark Byers. We've got crystals all over the place. We wear crystals. And we know the light's coming, but we have to go through this crap until we get that. And, and another, another thing I think we need, the human race needs, I know it's maybe turning a positive into a negative, but we need this to get us off our, off our knees. All this the rotten world we live in. Maybe it's something that will shake us up and that's it. We've had enough. We say no. That's it. Get lost a lot of you. I agree, Danny. I couldn't oh. agree with, with you more, mate. I really couldn't. Yeah. I, I note as well, and we are keeping this positive tonight, but I note that um, we, I, I've had Elizabeth on from Spain in the past, and I think the, the first time we spoke, masks were mandated outside in the open air in, oh. in Spain. Then they took that away, but they've just reinstated that in Spain. They want people to wear masks walking well. around in the open. It's time now for people to say, but you know, here's a positive thing. I went to my local post office this morning to, uh, to get some money out because my, uh, to, to, pay for, to, to pay my laundry lady. Um, no washing machine here at the moment, so we use the laundry. Anyway, so I got some money. So I went to the post office. There was a good queue there. Uh, it must have been about 12 to 15 people. I swear, not a sinner, not a single one of them was wearing a mask. Bloody good, right? Not good, one. Good. That's yeah. what we need. And we go to our local crystal shop here in Cognac, and he will refuse to wear a mask. And we go in there. No, very few people wear masks, and people will go in there and take them off. He has never been. Um, I lose my English sometimes, mate. He's never been controlled by the police. The police haven't gone in to check him out. He's never received a fine. He doesn't care. That's and a lot of the restaurants here won't ask for the for this pass. They let you sit outside. They said it's no responsibility. It's not ours even though they're taking the risk of 1,500 euro but fine. this is good news. This is good know, to hear. Mate, yeah, yeah. It, it, it keeps us positive. But this is, a, this is how daft it is. And this is what should wake people up to this crap. You can go, you, if you live in Paris, you can go to work on the, on the metro, like on the underground, squeezed in like sardines. You don't need a pass. But oh I need God. a damn pass to sit outside a restaurant to have a coffee. Wait, what do, what mean, do we what, what do we keep saying about that, Danny? We keep saying arbitrary. It, it's arbitrary. It's, it's nonsense. It, it, nonsense. You, yeah. I mean, you can poke holes in this scam if you look at it. It's just crazy. It's insane. It's it's evil. If you if you go on to I don't know what search engine you use, but you go on to Google, pull up an image of Castex. The man has got no soul. Look into his eyes. He's empty. Look at Wendy. Blame. He got. It's <laughs> another thing. Sorry to. Spe- uh, I'm not going to be too long. I know you've got other callers waiting, but um. He got he has he's been double jabbed. He got COVID, and the bastard he blamed it on his daughter, who's eleven years old. He said, "You gave it to me." 
just to push just to push kids to get the vaccine. You're kidding me. Off, you're kidding me. No, he, he actually said he that, actually did he? He actually did that. Yeah, he actually said it. You can look at that on it's on mainstream. He said his daughter gave it to him. Oh my the, god. I mean he must mix with tens and hundreds of people per yeah, day being he a, must do, yeah. a puppet politician. And he blamed his daughter. That's the kind of man he is. Danny, just He's before insane. just before you go, just to double down on that, not that I'm playing yeah. a game of one upmanship with you, I'm not. But I was mm-hmm. watching Sky Sports News earlier and the Everton manager Rafa Benitez was on. And he was complaining about not having... He wanted the Everton game on Boxing Day to be called off. They've already called off two games. Liverpool's game has been called off and another one. So he said, we've got COVID cases. I want, I, I want our game to be called off, but the league insists we play it. And then Benitez said, and I think Rafa Benitez, I even thought this when he was a Liverpool manager, I think he's a pretty bright fella. He's very articulate and he's very engaging. He said, I, I nearly died laughing when he said it. He said, um, we went down to Chelsea. We all took all of these lateral flow tests and he said we were all uh, negative. It was all brilliant. Then we played against Chelsea. We came off the pitch, he said. We took them again and five of our players had COVID. (laughs) 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 And and, and he actually believes that. You know, those players are not sick. There's nothing wrong with them. But now now they says, he said, so we picked it up. Our players picked it up against Chelsea. It's not our fault. He said, we're wearing the masks. He said, we have three dressing rooms at our training facility so that the players can space out. We're doing it all right, but we still got COVID anyway because we we played Chelsea. It's just... yeah. How about the test? How about the test is absolutely shit. Yeah, the it's test rubbish. is worthless. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've we've done no test. We will not do a test. We will not comply. This is that like the guy they had like Blind John, Blind Joe. Blind we Joe, will yeah. not comply to any of this shit ever. And we we we're fortunate enough. We haven't lost our jobs. I came close to losing my job because of this pass. I said I'm not having it, and they they changed their mind, and I'm still working. My wife's still working, but we are we. I'm in my late fifties. My wife's middle fifties. We got we got our own house. We got no mortgage. We got a house we rent out to people. We've got a couple of years left on the mortgage, but we're prepared to sell everything if it gets that bad and go. But where we go, I don't know. It'll catch up with us. We're hearing we're we, hearing Mexico, and we're hearing and we're hearing Paraguay. Yeah. Danny, I'll listen. Let me, me let me just wish you a merry Christmas. I I, I am mindful of there, there's a big yeah. queue of calls backing up there. Thanks for okay, the info mate. about France and for the good news. And Danny, yeah, I mean it when I say merry Christmas to you and yours. You mate. too, mate. Love to you and Carolyn. And thanks for everything you do. I don't know how you do that. I couldn't listen to all that shit on the mainstream all day. I would go absolutely mad. So keep your chin up and and good um, good luck to you both. And merry Christmas. Thanks, Danny. That's lovely, lovely message at the end there. You can call me if you like through the the old fashioned way. It's oh one six. One eight one eight two zero one eight. But the best way of reaching the program, the the the, the smartest way of reaching me is simply to uh, Skype me. And the way to do that is Skype chat with Richie. Chat with Richie. Okay. All right. Let's uh, go back to the mobile phones. Caller, welcome to the program. Who am I speaking with? Is that Richie? It is. Who's that? You're joking, mate. I'm not joking. It's me. I swear to God. No word of a lie. Richie, how's it going, my friend? It's great. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Neil Coulter. Neil, lovely to speak with you. Where are you calling from this evening? Well, my missus just rung me up, Richie. You're never going to believe this. I'm coming back from work. My missus just rung me up. She said, I've just got through to Richie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Karen. I yeah, ah, Karen, yeah, I just spoke to Karen <laughs> a few moments ago. To you, mate. I normally listen to you on the podcast because I get back too late from work, you see. Ah, fantastic. I, 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 I'm actually wondering, are you phoning me up to threaten to, to kill me because I proposed to your wife? Uh, I proposed Richard, to Karen listen, mate, a few minutes I ago. Love, I would love to have a fucking drink with you, excuse my language. I love you, mate. You are the top man, mate. You're doing what you do for this country, brother. I love you, mate. 
give over. Thanks very much. Do you know why I proposed to Karen? She said she's making Bailey's cheesecake and her own mince pies. <laughs> Listen, brother, bring a frog out your mando, Dan. You can come down to my house. Bolton near Newark any time you like, brother. You can come down, have a few whiskeys with me. I've got a bottle of Bacardi. Fantastic. You're there, mate. You come whenever you want, brother. Neil, it's lovely to chat with you, mate. Thanks. I'm glad you got through. Mind yourself on the journey oh. home. Thank you very much, mate. Richard, I just want to say, do you know what, mate? I'm thinking this narrative's falling apart, mate. I hope so. Why do you say that? I tell you what, mate. I'm, what I'm hearing of people when I'm out and about working, people are sick of it, pal. Yeah? I, hear, I was listening to the show yesterday to that useless wanker from Wales speaking. Do you know what, Richie? I can't understand why nobody... I can't... I, they, the media must be depriving people of talking because, do you know what, Richie? I swear to God to you, mate, if I'd have been there, I would have told that you fat, useless motherfucker to get off his heart. I'd have dragged him out of there. Who the fuck does he think he's talking to, Richie? It is a family show. It is a, it is a family show, Neil. Well, it isn't a family show, but... I'm, but listen, look, I... Sorry, I no, 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 don't, don't apologise. Look, I hear you loud and clear. I don't understand, even to this day, how the reporters can sit there and listen to Mark Drakeford behave it's like a despot, man. like a despot, and threaten it's people in their own homes. Brother. It's disgusting, yeah, it is. And, it's uh, disgusting, brother. Who are these people think they are, Richie? Exile them, Neil. Every one it's of them. It's disgusting, mate. Listen, mate, give me one. I, I would go toe-to-toe with any of these people, sat in a chair, face-to-face, Boris Johnson, whoever it may be, and I, I promise you now, I would come out of there on top. Because these people would take no ripping apart, mate. I could do it easily with my voice. No doubt, mate. No doubt. It's a, you, it's a spineless media class that we have. Of course, it's worse than that. They it's are, not just spineless. They are despicable, my friend. Disgraceful, yeah. Disgraceful. Despicable. But you know what, mate? It, it, honestly, it, it, and I'm not just saying this, it, it sounds like you've got a fantastic few days ahead of you. You've got a great lady Richard, there. you know what, mate? I've got a gorgeous missus. I absolutely love her to pieces, mate. I've never been happier, mate. I don't do a thing what these pricks are telling us to do. I go about my business, mate. I never wear masks. I, I don't give a toss about none of them, mate. I am living in a consciousness, brother, where it doesn't affect me one little bit, but it just annoys me when I'm walking down the road to see old people, mate, with masks on, yeah. gasping for breath, mate, pulling it from their faces. It breaks my heart, brother. It yeah, breaks my me heart. Me and you both, and that's what That's what makes me angry. That's what you hear in my voice, mate. That's what gives me so much anger, mate. It's just so wrong, mate. They care. They say they care about us and they're trying to protect us and they're making us safe. Mate, look out there and look at these poor people walking about, Richard. It's disgusting, my friend. It breaks my heart, brother. I think there's more of us who feel like you do and articulate what you've just articulated. I think there's more of us than we think. I agree with Danny and I agree with Joan. I, I saw it today in the post office. 13 or 14 people in that post office today, not a single one had a mask on. That said something to me today, Neil. It gave me a Definitely, bit of a, a bit of a boost, you know. I, 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 I've, done a, I've done a couple of, put a couple of roofs on today, uh, the last couple of days for a guy. I've never met him before, Richie. Yeah? And I've, the, the, all the guys I've worked with the last couple of days, I've never met him yet. Yeah? And I'm telling you what, mate, it's touched me. It really has touched me. The guy, the, the guy that's actually paid me to do the work, what a lovely man, mate. What a, I mean... He hasn't had the job, yeah. Just a lovely bloke, mate. I, I can't tell you how nice it was to talk to these people. The joy I was working with, 
uh, he's had trouble the last couple of years seeing his kids uh, through his missus being a bit of a bugger, and he's had to take the jab to see his children and things like that. It, but he does, he knows it's wrong, but he's had to, he's been almost forced to take it. Do you know what I mean? With the way that everything's set up at the minute, and there's so many things like that happening around. It's it's awful, mate. You know what, mate? We need to get together. We need to stop these pricks doing what they're doing, mate, because it's wrong. The next time so they, wrong, the next time they organise a massive rally in London and they get a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand people, they should just take a little right turn down Downing Street. Don't lay a hand on anybody. Mate, don't be violent and yes. say to these people, "Get on a boat now. Get on a plane. It's time to go. Your time is up." Richie, we can do this without being violent. All we need to do is show. We need to speak. We need to raise our voices, brother. We need to tell these pricks to fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for swearing. We need to Jesus, tell don't, them to get, them, don't apologize. get out of here, mate. Don't apologise to me. We don't want these people running us anymore, mate. We don't want it. You sound like I feel most of the time, mate, so don't worry about oh, that. Oh, mate. I love you, Rich. <laughs> Honestly, mate. I love you. You know what? When you go on one of your rants, mate, I absolutely love it, mate. It just gives me, fills me with joy, brother. It fills me with joy, mate. Oh, I'd love to get you, give you a big hug and a kiss for me. I love you, man. Yeah, I might turn up in Newark someday. Look, enjoy the... You turn up, Richie, whenever you want, mate. I mean, I mean that from the bottom Thanks, of my Neil. heart. No, I know you do. I can hear it in your voice. Listen, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the cheesecake and the Bacardi and, hey, the, uh, and the whiskey. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. And the best to you, Robbie, and to, uh, of course, to, to Karen over the next few days. Thanks yeah. for calling hey, in. Merry I'm Christmas glad you got to your in. lovely missus, Frogo Tremendo. We never hear her, but we hear, we all get a picture of her. She sounds beautiful. I hope you spend many years happy together, mate. Me, me, me too, Neil. Neil, thanks for that. That's Neil there. Lovely call, that. Neil, uh, Karen's partner. Karen phoned in a bit earlier on. I've given you the contact details, but I'll give them to you again, shall I? Let me give you. Let me give them to you again. Hang on there. Oh, yeah, that's the one. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44 161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. I'll tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to take a call. I've got a call standing by. I'm going to speak to that person. Then I'm going to play a tune because it's the season. I. No, I'm not going to play a Christmas tune. I'm going to play a Christmas E tune. Then I'll read some of your comments and I'll go back to the calls, okay? Caller, welcome to the programme. Who am I speaking with? Hi, Richie. Hi, it's Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Where are you, um, Chris? I think we may have spoken in the past. No, my have we friend, not? I wish we had. Um, ah. This is the first time I've been listening to you, Richie, for about six years. It's the first time I've ever listened to a live show. And it's the first time I've ever tried to call in. Well, thanks, and, Chris. Um, it's nice to meet you. So, day, so, so ordinarily, you grab the podcast. Yeah, you listen to yeah, it later on. Five o'clock's not a good time for me, mate. And um, I just, I can't, it's trying to listen to it live normally. It's such a ball ache. Um, I've got four dogs and they, they, they bark. And I have to come to the shed outside and <laughs> have a fag to listen to you in peace, mate. And the only way to do it is on the podcast. So this is a rare treat for me. And you've made my day, my friend, because i you know, we all have them days where we bottom out, and I bottomed out today, mate, and I've been so bummed out, and, uh, yeah, this is this is a treat, mate, so thank you. No, it's a treat for me, and I do mean that. When you say you bottomed out, you've you've just had enough of it today, have you? You've yeah, had a day of it. Yeah, I couldn't get out of bed, mate. I've, I've, I've got a bit of a tale for you, mate. It'll be, it's, 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 it's a good one. It's got a positive spin to it. Um, I worked in social care for 10 years, mate, um, looking after adults with learning disabilities, um, I went 
right in at the beginning, at the top end, and, and worked with some of the most challenging people in the UK. And I don't say that to be bold or to make myself sound grand. That's just the way it was, mate. I went in at the, bo- at the, at the top end with some really difficult people, did it for a year and a half, loved it, but had a breakdown, and um, went to some milder people that with less sort of challenging behaviours and worked myself up again and ran a home for five years with five guys that lived there with really challenging behaviours and turned it round, won an award. Um, it was fantastic. But I lost my way a bit about three years ago, Richie. We had a dog. She was um, she had this thing called um, IMPA. It was like an autoimmune disease. It was a roller coaster for a year and a half, mate. We maxed out the insurance and chucked thousands of our own money at it. And ultimately, we had to have her put to sleep. It was devastating for me and my wife. I lost my way a bit at work. Um, I, I, they did, the company I worked for demoted me, so I left and went somewhere else. Anyway, mate, I'm waffling, but long story short, I was working in an old people's home and the mandatory jab thing came in and I didn't want it. There's no way I'm going to take it. Um, and so I set up my own gardening business, Richie. And Go on. I've, it, it, I've, mate, I've, <laughs> I could have worked all over Christmas if I wanted. No way. Um, Hang on a second yeah. now, Chris. Did you have any gardening skills? You, you mentioned Not you have really. a shed. You Not have a shed, really, right? <laughs> I've just been on placements with the guys that I used to work with on with learning disabilities. A lot of them used to go on gardening placements, and I used to go with them and just listen and learn. And You picked no, up a mate, few I'll things. I'll be honest, I blagged it from the start, um, but it's it's it's... It's just gone like a storm. Fantastic. Can I just say this? I'm hardly surprised. I'll tell you why. Our house, the house we bought um, or we mortgaged three years ago, has got yeah. a terrible, It's it's got an awful front garden. It's got a big old front garden. But the yeah. previous people left AstroTurf down, really cheap AstroTurf oh, and, and, and gravel. It's dreadful. But yeah. I, we've been unable to secure the services of a decent gardener because they're so busy. Now, I understand this is a national thing. So you've jumped into this business, to this game with both feet, Chris. It sounds quite like literally. at the perfect time, quite literally, yeah. blagging it, but you're getting on with it. I like oh, that. Mate, it's gone, like, do you know how it started, mate? Me and my missus had a conversation. Um, I'd, I'd quit the, the old folks home pretty much. I'd stopped going into work because there was just constant pressure and are you going to take this jab at, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just kept phoning sick. I couldn't handle it. Um, I'd only been there six weeks, mate. I I jumped ship from another home because I sort of feared what was coming. And, mate, it's a hell of a tale. I I don't want to go into it all because it will just take up the whole show. But long story short, I ended up working in the old people's home where my father-in-law had gone and died six weeks previously. And through going in there and having contact with the manager, she basically poached me from the other place I was working to go and work there. Made me loads of promises, but they they didn't really come true, mate. Even lied to me about the hourly rate she was going to pay me. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I just, I thought, my missus put an ad on Facebook, and within a week, mate, I'd got a full diary. You are a landscape gardener now, Christopher. Not a landscaper, mate. No, just garden maintenance. Fantastic. I just literally go in and do lawns. Which part Which part of the country are you in, do you mind me asking? Um, no, not at all. Um, I'm, I'm in a little village called Dersingham, Richie, which is right next to Sandringham in Norfolk. So it's nice then, where, oh, where you live. Oh, it's beautiful, mate. Yeah. I mean, where we, we're, we're way out of our price bracket where we live, mate. Me and the missus, again... This happened three and a half years ago. My missus suffers with COPD. We were living in the Kings Lynn, the local town. It, we were on a main road. She, her health was declining really badly. 
Um, the consultant who diagnosed the COPD said that she realistically had between five and 15 years. Um, so we just basically took a gamble. We found this house in Dursingham that the people that um, had couldn't sell. They'd had 30 viewings and no offers. Anyway, long story short, we got it cheaper than it should have been. It all worked out for us. And we're in this beautiful little village, um, quite affluent village, um, but we're not. Um, but it's just a little cottage, Richie, and it's 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 just idyllic where we live. It's it's really nice. That's the word that came to mind, idyllic, when you were describing yeah. it. Sounds everybody lovely. talks to you, mate, and everybody says hello. You know, we walk the dogs and we chat to local people. It's it's nice. And how is um, your better half now? How is she doing with the COPD? That, oh, mate, like it's a, the first morning she woke up in this house was the first morning in 17 years she didn't use her blue inhaler. Brilliant. When she got up. And, yeah, it's made a hell of a difference to a COPD. You, you love your missus, now. eh? You love oh, your missus, I can I hear it. Laura, Richie. We didn't meet until quite late in life. I'm 46. She's 51. Um, we met seven and a half years ago. I proposed to her in 2016, and we got married in uh, 2017. Were you nervous when you proposed to her, be honest? No. You knew, you knew the answer. You knew the answer, yeah. I'd asked her dad permission. Um, I did it the old-fashioned way. You absolute chivalrous genius. Yeah, Fantastic. Well, you did it the old-school way. Went to I dad. knew he'd like that, Richie. He, bless him, he had dementia right from when I met him. Um, vascular dementia. Um, he died this year in May. Um, it's been a hell of a year for us. Um, and um, he was... He was 90 when he died this year, but he was quite old-fashioned himself, and I knew that it, 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 I knew, just knew, I got on well with him, really well with him, and I just knew that that's what he would expect, so. I love it. You knew that he'd appreciate that. He, yeah, he would have been old yeah, school, yeah. it felt know. like the right thing to do, mate, and, you know, he was a, he was a good man. Do you know, despite everything, look, I'm certainly no armchair psychologist, I'm not, You've had a rotten day of it. I, I, I know what that feels like. You've just um, made it, though, mate. You really have. Well, you made my day telling me that about uh, about your 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 father-in-law and and, uh, and you know going and asking asking him permission and starting the landscaping business. But you've got it all going on there. You've got four dogs. Wow. We have, yeah. We have two. I know what it's like having two. So you having four, I'm like my four God. is nuts, mate. Don't. But try not to go there, Richie. I it's won't. difficult to reduce them for <laughs> once you... When we lost Delilah, um, our Cocker Spaniel, two and a half years ago, we we, we certainly were never going to have another Cocker Spaniel. and We, we, we weren't going to have a fourth dog again. And when we were out walking the dogs, the other three, we kept looking for the fourth dog. And it, it, I mean, she broke her hearts, mate. She's in the garden just opposite where I'm sat now. Um, obviously... Buried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's she, she's there, mate, and we've got we've got a, a rose, a thinking of you rose on top of her. Beautiful. And uh, we can look out the window and say good morning to her every day. Can I ask but you anyway, something? Mate, can I ask you to do me something? Can, can I ask you to do something for, for me very briefly now? Because I'm going to move yeah, on and take another call. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm I'm my, my my other Caroline and myself are are absolutely besotted by dogs like yourself we yeah. we love we love dogs you never told us your 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 wife's name by the way you must give it's us jess 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 yeah. if you happen to be listening merry christmas Thank lovely you. lovely lovely to hear um uh, chris today explain to people because i remember i i had a german shepherd when i well the family had when i was in high school or secondary school yeah. and uh, i was closer to him than anybody really in the family and i loved him 
and uh, he got cancer and died. I, he was only about uh, three at the time. It just waylaid, it laid me out basically for a long time. Even this year, yeah. when when Jazz passed away, this year my um, our our other canine chum, it, it absolutely destroyed me. Do you know people will listen to this and they they think we're crazy. They'll think that guy Chris is crackers now and just getting so upset and burying the dog and having the memorial in the rose. Tell them why they're wrong. What do our our, our furry chums do for us? Right. Very briefly, because you do need to move on, and I am so grateful for you for taking my call. Not but at all. Dogs, dogs see what we don't see, and dogs teach us so much about the world. They live in the moment, and they 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 don't judge. They don't um, they don't have any preconceptions of what you should or shouldn't be. Your dog is there for you every day of its life, no matter what. And sadly, Richie, and it is sad because I've seen people do it. You can abuse a dog, and it'll still love you. Um, a dog's love is unconditional, and yeah. that's why they are so special, mate, because they are, they're 20 times what we are, mate. They really are. They, they bring so much. Um, I mean, our dogs, they have nicknames, they have characteristics, <laughs> we do the voices for them. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine, mate. Um, they, we have three of them sleep on the bed every night, and two cats as well sometimes. Um, Barkley, our cocker spaniel, sadly, he, he can't mix with the other dogs, so we've had to segregate the house and he i get up at five o'clock every morning mate to take him into the spare room so that he gets a couple of hours with somebody in bed every night that's that's how much we Brilliant. love our dogs mate listen merry christmas to, your, merry to you christmas and to Jess. You, richie um the, the obligatory thanks for everything you do mate you've kept me sane mate for the last six and a half years um i, I really do appreciate you, you, the platform you give to people I think um, you're a special guy and I know you don't buzz off all this and I know that it, it's not you're a very modest man but you really need to know Richie there's a lot of people I'm sure going to miss you a lot over Christmas but wish you well and know you need the break but we look forward to you tuning in again in the new year mate you're and, very um, kind Chris and just carrying us through mate and, and I, I do believe mate no matter what just finally, I think we'll win this, mate. I think there's people now are starting to really smell the coffee. If you look at the comments on BBC articles and things like that, mate, it's it really is starting to shift. So let's hope we can push on through whatever's coming. And I'll see you on the other side, mate. Absolutely. We, we might speak again after Christmas, Chris. I hope so, Richie. I, I, you've inspired me, mate. I'll, I'll definitely try and listen to more live shows now. And um, next time, or perhaps... You won't have to run to the shed. The get I'll those again, dogs, mate. get those dogs in order, so you don't have to keep running to the shed, Chris. Get them <laughs> sorted out, mate. Thanks, have mate. Have a great Christmas. You too, Thanks. Chris. God bless, uh, Chris. There and uh, his wife Jess. Lovely part of the world they, they live in. Listen, give me a break for a minute. There's a few of you calling in now. I am going to get to all of you, I promise. But what I'm going to do now is I'm very briefly going to play a tune and then I've got to read some comments coming through the website. It is the 23rd of December, the Richie Allen Show, live from Salford, from BBG Towers. The last live Richie Allen Show of the year. I will be with you on Christmas morning between 10 and midday. Somebody sent me an email today and asked me if that's pre-recorded. No, it isn't. Some people would pre-record it, and that's fine. No, it's live, and I'll be reading your comments on Christmas morning live as we go, so don't worry about that. It's not. I'm with you live at 10 o'clock on Christmas morning, and I'm looking forward to it. This is uh, Wayne Newton. This is from me to you. Thanks very much for being here. Every day. Wednesday, December 23rd, 2021. Thanks for the huge volume of... Uh, comments on the website, I really appreciate them. David says, sacred bond between dogs and humans. I believe the dogs also inoculate 
us humans from local bugs when we stroke them. The antidote, says David, is secreted in their coat oil. Thanks, David. And Tracy McCallum, nurse Tracy, how you doing, Tracy? Merry Christmas to you and thanks for coming on the programme this year uh, as well, Tracy. Tracy says, I always worry about those who don't like dogs. Dogs are quite good at telling the good folks from the bad folks, says Tracy. I think you're probably right there, Tracy. Uh, Kirk says, we maybe need to rename this particular strain of the hoax Omnicon. Instead, as the con is omnipresent worldwide for those people who are susceptible to it. These are ridiculous times. Keep on rocking in the free world. Richie says, Kirk. Thanks, Kirk. Martin makes the point that Brian May, the Queen guitar player, legendary guitar player, Brian got COVID and asked his doctor how they knew it was Omicron. He said, the doctor said, they didn't really. Is that true or false, anyone? Martin, that's a great question, because I have heard that story, but I have yet to see any proof of it. You know, that, that Brian was told by the doctor, well, we don't know really. But that might be a true story. I don't know. Hi to Jay, hi to Clifton, who says that Neil is right. The talking stops. It's time for action. Don't be dependent on leaders. Everyone who is opposed to this tyranny needs to step up and be their own leader. Give the kids a voice. Their future depends on us. We have to stop this. Happy Christmas to every believer and listener and stay strong. The enemy of fear is love. And Clifton goes on to say some nice things about me. Thank you, Clif- Clifton. Thank you so much, mate. means a lot to me. Charlie says, Dear Danny is also on Telegram. That's Dear Danny 11. I think Joan mentioned him earlier on. Thanks so much for that. Mama Jane said, This chap is making me well up. Beautiful ending to his story. That's lovely. That's Chris. No doubt, Chris the gardener. He's a gardener now. I love that. What a story that is. Get out there. Hey, it's no joke, by the way. If you happen to have gardening skills, if you, if you know your way around a secateur's, is that how you pronounce it? Secateurs? I have no idea. If you know your way around a hoe, that's a H-O-E, a hoe, it's a garden implement, or, or I don't know, or a rake. Well, yes, it's very difficult these days to get people to do gardening. Now, admittedly, what I or we need doing isn't just keeping a garden tidy. We need to have a lawn put down. <laughs> we, we need to have AstroTurf ripped up and all the gravel underneath it and all the crap. And then we need to have lawn put down because it's just anti-human AstroTurf. It's rubbish, isn't it? Don't give out to me if you have AstroTurf and you like it. Don't give out to me. I think, and I, and I do mean this, I am not virtue signalling. You need to have your garden. You need to have bees. You need to have insects, don't you? Pollinators, you need to have. At least that's what I think anyway. Please call the programme. Please, please call me. I'm so lonely. And talk to me between now and the end of the show, which is uh, looking like around about 7 o'clock this evening. If you don't know the details already, here they are now. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. Do talk to me. I'd love to hear from you. Merry Christmas to you, by the way, wherever you happen to be in the world listening to the programme. It's uh, nice to know you're there. Thanks for listening during the year and for supporting the programme as well. I'll say that later on. But just in case I forget, Jeanette was next in the queue before I turned off the machine momentarily. Jeanette, welcome to the programme. How are you? Hello, Richie. How are you doing, Jeanette? Where are you? I can hear you. Go on. 
Hello, it's not actually me, it's my husband. Oh, you, Island, but it's my husband who wants to talk to you. Are, are you calling for your husband? Brilliant. Um, let's have a chat with him. The line isn't great, so I hope it holds up for us. If not, we can oh, try it again. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Who am I speaking with? John. How are you doing, John? Where are you, John? Uh, Island, Essex. You're in Essex. Nice to be chatting with you this evening, mate. Go ahead. What would you like to say? This line is Can't be all in Essex. Yeah, I got that bit. Um, what would you like to say, John? Um, I was listening to Peter Ebden the other night and Joe Radley. Yes, John. Yeah, we had Peter and Joe on. Joe Radley, that's right, from Quantum um, well, Energy Healing. Go I know ahead. the line doesn't sound very good, Richie, but um, I've been a healer for 40 years. The line is really, really bad. I'm I'm gutted now because I really wanted to hear what John said. John, as you can hear me, I have Jeanette's Skype details. I'm going to call you back in a few minutes and hopefully whatever rubbish was in the line will will clear it out of there. I really wanted to hear what John had to say. We'll get him back, I promise. We're off to Ireland. I think we're off to Ireland. Good evening, Ireland. Good evening, Richie. It's Colin. My name is Pat Richie. Oh, it's Pat. Is it Pat? How are you doing, Pat? Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm living in West Cork, Ireland, Richie. In West Cork, eh? Yeah, yeah. Now you know that place, don't you? I know it well. well now, so it's Richie, one of the, one of the well, finest places no, on God's green earth, Pat. Welcome to the well, programme. All right. Thanks, Richie. And your show is magnificent, Richie. Now, I have a little proposition for you. It's Go on. something you might take, you might not. No, it's... Uh, I only heard of you, Richie, six months ago when a brother of mine left me know of you and never heard of you before then. Your show is magnificent. It's a great solidarity for all of us that that are in this dilemma, you know. Thanks, But Pat. I find that not enough people, Richie, are hearing your show. Now, I have a proposition for you. You might say no to it, but what about if you printed some nice business cards or flyers? We would all pass them out in our different countries. Pass a person going through a, a car park or put them under the, one, the window wipers. Or people ask me, who's Richie Allen? Yeah. I have they're running for buyers. I said, that's a business card. Look, he's a real journalist. He's telling the truth. We need to save our world. So, this Pat, if I, if, if, I, if I got Hayden or, or somebody else, maybe Hayden is busy, but if I got somebody to put a template on the website of a fairly decent looking business card, that that right. might be that might be the way forward. You think? It is a good Wouldn't idea. do any harm, eh? People don't look. Like, yeah, because your show is magnificent enough, and not enough people are hearing it. Like all your guests are speaking more or less to the converted. Whereas um, it would be a nice little learner for the show as well, Richie, because we could we'd buy them from you. I give you a donation when I can, but I would definitely contribute and buy the cards and the flyers, and I could put two hundred more today. I'm in the houses and I can drop them in mantel pieces and people say, who is this, Richie? You're putting a challenge up to me. You're putting a challenge up to me right there. Look, you're right about, you're right about the the reach. It's very difficult in the independent media to, you know, to hit the kind of of numbers that, obviously that the BBC and and RTE would hit. This this particular show does well, but it's funny, it's not concentrated in one place. We've got listeners pretty much all over the world, which is a good thing. But it's, but it's a good thing and a bad thing in, in terms of you know, in, yeah. in terms of any kind of action, any community action. So I hear you. Look, the, the majority of people who live yeah. in Salford won't have heard of the program. Well, yeah. That's a fact. I mean, it's just the way it is. It's amazing, Richie. Yeah. But I mean, like, like, like for example, no, you would have to do do the donkey work. You could give it to a printer and let their secretary do all the work and let them put them up in their email and even all the different countries. There are printers all over the world. I'm sure you have listeners that would 
would probably be a reprinters themselves and say, look, I could do that. Yeah, like yeah. the American people could order from somewhere in America and likewise. You touched on something you know, really important. It, it's a great thought. You also yeah. touched on something that's been plaguing me for years. And that is, yeah. you know, the purpose of doing programmes like this. Is there any point in it if the great majority of listeners know what's happening, are aware to it anyway? Uh, you said yeah. preaching to the converted, which is which is fair. I've that that's been a, a, a bugbear for me for years. Um, I but I think in I think in the last twelve months, I think because of the nature of the the COVID scam, you know, I'm finding that that a lot of people who would never have looked at shows like this or would never have given you know a look to to to, to the likes of say a James Corbett or someone like that. They are increasingly looking there, but maybe not in enough numbers, Pat. Maybe not in I enough know, numbers. Yeah. But I, I, it, I it's you. a dilemma because I, I do mention the show every day. I said, listen to this guy if you want to hear the truth. And they say, who is he? Whatever. So yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. But who the hell is he? I feel it, it, we could all do a little bit. <laughs> yeah. like it's like, a, it's like, shit, I get off the pot, Richie. Like it's it's yeah. facing us this year. So we have to all do a little bit. And we, we'd be your little foot troops. I mean, when you think of it, during the wars, they used to drop flyers on people, yeah. brainwashing them. You know, it's just a matter of getting the information out. Plus, if there's a piece of paper, they'd have to physically tear it up. They'd have to go take it out under the window wiper. And it's not just a delete. As a, they'll see it and say, who's this guy? It's just more people, like you feel, which you need to hear this magnificent show. Yeah, very kind it's of invaluable, you know. Well, thanks very much. It's just a thought, Richie. It's just a thought, Richie. And, and, and you know, another thing, you know, I don't know what your listeners might think of this. They might have some idea on this that we could all produce, because I do hand out the name everywhere I can. But to be loved, have a little card and say, look, there you go. And I'd leave them around the place in supermarkets and little waiting rooms and different places. Everybody drop them around. You know, everybody's carrying a smart no no it's good everybody's yeah. carrying a smartphone these days my 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 Salford pal Tez or, or Terry but he's Tez to, to his close friends he printed up some cards of his own um, using a printer I don't know a year or so ago and he used to leave them yeah. at the local post office I really should have picked up on that and and ran with it but but because you've said it now I'm going to make a promise I am going to get a template uh, of, of a really good business card and there looks no harm in trying is there no harm. I think so, Richie. And, and like I think most of your listeners would like to help. And even the, the, the most of us that are not, even some of us that are not confrontational, who wouldn't bring up the issue of yeah. vaccination and everything, could very easily slip a few under window wipers and just, it's just such a simple thing. Remember long ago when you come out of mass, Richie, they'd be under window wipers, everyone. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Trying to <laughs> say, yeah. <laughs> and you know something? Just, 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 just a thought, Richie. But on a lighter note, yeah, you're a Waterford man. Do you ever hear of a, a drink called the Danos? No, should I have? have. The Danos? You should have. I'll tell the you what Danos I have heard of. The Point Bottle of Guinness. The Point yeah. Bottle of Guinness, Dano. Richie. It's a, it's a drink I love myself, but whenever my friends go to Waterford, they always say, you'll be, they'd love you in Waterford. The Waterford boys are constantly drinking that, and they call them Danos. <laughs> it's I, just a funny one. You, I it is we funny. We might have you, a few someday, Richie. You've, you've, uh, please go on, Pat. You've, you've educated me there, because I know... Phoenix, no. I, I remember... I, my, my old man used to drag us to the pub on a Sunday when he was supposed to be walking in the countryside with us um, and, and, took, and we would play in the car park of the pub, fair enough but they used to drink Phoenix do you remember that? Yeah. Phoenix I ale. Do, I do, yeah. They used to drink That's that. Right. And I, I, I tasted it once. I thought it was absolutely revolting. Phoenix. And, of course, we... I don't know if they still make Hoffman's Lager in Waterford. I remember Hoffman's all right. 
yeah, that I was remember the name. All that right, was yeah. paste now, Pat. But, proper paste that. But anyway, yeah. it wasn't any good. <laughs> but it's just on a lighter note, which I said I touch on that. And you know, like you also mentioned when you had, um, you know, um, Dean Henderson on. Did anyone get his books? Well, I got his Agenda Twenty One. It was fantastic. He's great. So I, like it's like. It's becoming a small world. We're beginning to know each other, like even through books and videos. Another, another one that started me on this was the Zeitgeist, the movie. And the narrator, of course, was Jordan Maxwell, one of your good buddies. Jordan, well. yeah, that's right, the, yeah. And he narrated some of that. So I, the, the whole thing is kind of coming together, but it gives me a great lift uh, spiritually, which uh, like, I feel much, much better when we have solidarity between us and we're all going through the same thing. There's about 10% of people, again, that have seen the light down where I am as well, but there's a constant battle. So, I mean, I, you I sound just share as much as we can, like, that's all we can do, Richie. Like. I mean I mean what I'm going to say, because I, 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 I never say anything I don't mean, but it's going to sound funny, but oh. I'll say it anyway. I'm not plomosing oh. you. You sound, right. you sound kind and decent. I imagine you're approach to people is very gentle in terms of if you're in conversation with somebody and you feel like dropping yeah. in listen do you really think we should be doing all of these things and masks That's and all right. that it sounds to me like you're you, you know you'd, you'd be a very gentle type of guy when you approach people oh yeah well, I, would, I wouldn't be dogmatic I mean I, I have been uh, sitting down at the table I'm an electrician myself which and the woman would be very much into the, the HSC in Ireland and she turned to me she said did you get vaccinated I said no why not I said I'd base my decision on different information to yours, and we wouldn't fall out over it. Yeah. But I mean, it, you 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 would try to do your own point, and you'd see the the eyes glazing over, and you just waste the time. But you would always try. You have to keep trying, and just just a little seed of doubt. And you know, another one you had there, Richie, it was on the 16th of November when you had the, the secret microphone in the Gibraltar Council meeting. Yes. Now that would be a nice little Facebook. I'm not into Facebook, but if someone put that little. To one minute of you introducing your fluent in Spanish and put that up on Facebook and just a little heading uh, are all governments like this do you know what Pat you're, you're, you know, you're, you're going to, you know. you're going to kill me when I tell you you're going to kill me yes. I must be the worst I must be the worst I'm not a comic I, I think I'm a comic in my head I'm not a comic I must be I must be I must be the worst one in the world that's a gag that that was a gag that wasn't real. And you're not, you are not the first person to say to me, Richie, where is the clip yeah. of that Spanish guy laughing at all of this? Yeah, it's well, a gag. Yeah. It's a gag. Yeah, it's a gag. Yeah. yeah I put it together on the day of the show. Yeah. People. Oh, mother divine Jesus, did <laughs> yeah. you? It's a gag. It's a right. gag. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Okay. But look, there's no harm to, to, to put that out there anyway. No, Richie. put look, it out there. Absolutely. But I'm, but I mean, yeah, that was good, all right. So I, I won't, I won't, I'll keep that, I'll keep that locked away for a while. So. For a while, so. <laughs> but I think seriously, Joe Richie, um, think about the business card. No, I, I, listen, it's done. I'm not, I'm not lying. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I promise you. Okay. And you, you can call me every liar under the sun if that doesn't happen after Christmas. It will. I will engage my pal, Terry, and we'll get something good going. What? Just very quickly before we, we, we say Sloan Gafol, what are you doing yes. over the Christmas? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to a break, Richie. I'm pushing on in years myself. I'm just turned 60 and I'm working harder than I, than I was when I was young. And it's just, uh, you know, I'm beginning to, I mean, looking forward to my break. I'm having a few Danos and a few drops of whiskey. A few Danos <laughs> and, a, and a few whiskey chases. We might chasers. meet up someday and, 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 
and uh, have, have the same. You never know. Please, God, I'm glad you got through, mate. Uh, look, I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. It's lovely for me to hear uh, from people back home. It really is. So, so thanks so much, Pat, and Merry Christmas, Richie. Thank you so much, and keep this good work going. Thanks, Pat. I, I'll do my best. Slongefold, Slon Tommel, I should say, Slon Tommel to Pat in West Cork there, in uh, in Ireland. On that's Munster, by the way. If you don't know your map of Ireland, that's the bottom to the left. <laughs> not quite Kerry West Cork there the Kerry border four minutes past six the Richie Allen show for Thursday December 23rd really enjoying the phone in I'm going to try and get back to John now in a few minutes two Johns we have John who's a very kind wife tried to get him on but we've also got uh, Scottish John we've got to give Scottish John a wee bell if he fails this time if he lets us down this time I, I said if you let us down this time you're never coming on again John, welcome. Hello. Ah, that sounds better. Thanks, Pete the Jeepers. <laughs> Where were you when you rang us earlier on? You're in some oh, desert somewhere, were you? Sorry, I was I was laughing over you talking there, mate. I missed that. What did you say? No, I was saying when when you called earlier on, I think you were in transit. Where are you? You were out outdoors somewhere, which was a bit mad. No, no, I was sitting here at my desk. I I don't know. I don't know what happened, but. Uh, I got. To, I've got a couple of wee stories for you. You said you you wanted to try and keep the phone in a bit light-hearted, so I, I thought of a couple of stories that re- relate to you. Uh, I've got a dog story about a German Shepherd, and uh, I heard you saying recently, you know, you'd you'd love to have had the experience of playing in a band. Oh yeah. So I want to share with you my experience of my first night in a band. But before I do that, I've got a quick 9-11 thing I want to share with you. Jesus wept, John. I, Jesus wept. You've got about nine minutes. So I want you, I want you to keep an eye right, on the clock. All right. It won't, take, it won't take that long. Brilliant. I remember uh, the night before 9-11, there was a guy on the David Letterman show. He was, a, he was a daytime talk show host. And he had this young blonde that was going to be his new sidekick. And I thought, oh, I need to watch that in the morning because I wasn't working. Right. So I get up in the morning, switch the TV on. And uh, I th- what's what the hell's going on here? And I'm changing channels, and I suddenly realise I'm seeing all the same thing on every channel, and it was the Twin Tower smoking, and I thought bloody hell, and then I'm sitting there and I see the plane hit the second tower, so that's me for the rest of the day watching this, and I just got so many vivid memories of that day. I remember Donald Rumsfeld with a load of other people being out on the lawn there picking stuff up. And I remember thinking to myself, shit, that lawn looks, since it's, it's in as good nick as the centre court at Wimbledon. You wouldn't think a plane had just crashed into that building. Because a plane didn't. Yeah, I know. Well, a couple of years later, I get hooked up with this guy in Austin through a mutual friend. We're building a garage apartment for a couple, really nice people. Now, he took early retirement as a maintenance supervisor at the University of Texas, and we were just sitting having lunch one day, and he just started telling me this wee story. He says, uh, prior to 9-11, he, he didn't specify exactly when, but prior to 9-11, they had received a brand-new HVAC system for the campus, which would have been a huge thing. And they got contacted by the management at the World Trade Center saying, asking them would they be interested in selling it to them because they were in a hurry to install a similar system in the Twin Towers. And when he told me that, man, my bloody chin just dropped. Because I remember watching it, and I don't know if you've ever heard the name Fred Dibner. 
Fred Dibner of was course, an old guy. Of course, the steeplejack. From, the steeplejack yeah, guy. Yeah, the guy's yeah. an old guy from Bolton. Yeah. And I remember watching his shows on the telly and watching that Twin Tower thinking, damn, that looks like a controlled demolition. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to I just wanted to share that with you. That's really, now, really interesting, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Now, a German shepherd, there's a guy called uh, Mike Hansen, and he used to produce Alex Jones on what they call local access TV here in Austin. That was a deal where anybody could... You could go down and produce your own TV show. Didn't it cost you anything? And uh, I got I got to be friends with this guy, and he, he hired me to build him a deck down at his house. And I rolled up for work one day, and there was no power. So his son happened to be home. I think he got, he got banned from school for a few days or something for being a bad boy. So I'm going round to the front door to ask him to phone his dad and tell him, look, there's no power. And just as I arrived there, the big German shepherd, uh, I see her arriving at th- and I'm looking at her. Half her ear is hanging off and there's blood pouring down the side of her face. Her name was Mercedes. So the wee guy, Justin, comes to the door and I says, look, you need to phone your dad, tell him there's no power. And it looks like Mercedes here's had a bit of a scrap with somebody. So you better... So I, I go back round to carry on. And lo and behold, the power's back. So I just get back to work. And a couple of hours later, he comes walking round and he says, yeah, I found out what happened to Mercedes. She got in a fight with a dog called, wait for it, Tyson. You're kidding me. No, I kid you not, mate. That's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John. Thanks, All right. thanks for the so, giggle. I heard you saying the other, the other day, and it reminded me of uh, my first gig. I had I had moved up to Preston in February of 97. Uh, sorry, 77, I beg your pardon. And I see an ad in the Lancashire Evening Post. There's a band looking for a vocalist. So I get in touch with them, and uh, we meet up and have a wee practice together. And they say, all right, we'll, we'll give you the gig, John, okay? So we need, to, we need to tell our current guy that uh, we'll need to give him some notice. Now, this was, and again, I'm not kidding you, I'm not lying about this, was Friday the 1st of April, 1977. I was working at County Hall in Preston, and I'm up in the staff club playing snooker, and the bartender calls me over. He says, John, you got a call here. It's the guy from the band. He says, look, we're coming to pick you up. What they had done was... They'd gone to pick the singer up, and even before they went to the gig, they told him that he was getting the boot. So he told them naturally to F off. off, So they come and pick me up, and uh, we go through. It was the Regency Club in Blackpool. It was owned by a guy called Brian London, who was the second heavyweight boxer in the country, second to Henry Cooper at the time. He boxed Ali too, didn't he, Brian London? I don't remember. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. No, maybe he didn't. I don't remember. Um, Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. This is a good story. My apologies. <laughs> Sorry. So he owns so, this Regency Club then, London yeah. anyway, yeah. So we get in there, and the stage is this little triangular stage, and there wasn't room for me on it. So I'm I'm on the floor, and the other three guys are up on the on the stage. So we get the gig going, and we get to the we get to the final set. Now, just before that, I'd seen Bruce Forsyth being advertised or being interviewed, rather. Uh, it must have been the Michael Parkinson show or something, and he was telling him, he says, you know, before I go on stage every night to do my little show, he says, I gargle with some port. It's good for my, my vocal cords. So on the way through to Blackpool, I got the guys to stop, and I went and bought a bottle of port, did a wee bit of gargling. 
And that was, I didn't need any more. We're doing the third set to get them all up dancing and it's fast stuff, you know. And the next thing I hear is this almighty crash and I see the bloody drums coming flying past me. And what the hell? <laughs> and I lost my balance and I fell on my amplifier and there was this almighty boom. What had happened was the drummer was really nervous about me coming in at the last minute. He tanned the whole bottle of port and got rat arse bloody drunk and fell <laughs> off his stool. But until the time he fell off his stool, he was keeping good time, was he? Yeah. Well, I'd say, I don't know when he drank the port. But, uh, I mean, that that's a mortifying moment. What do you do in that situation? Do you try and reassemble the drum kit or do you carry on? Does it become a cappella? What, you know what, what happens? I don't remember what we did. Wow. I cannot remember what we did. That is but here, fantastic. Here, quick, let, let me finish with this one. And this was, I, uh, you remember Sarah Plumley you had on? Yes, Sarah, of course, the teacher. I got, I got in contact with Sarah and her and I sort of tread the same roads. But at different times, way back in the day, uh, she told me she played at the Garrick Theatre in Altrincham. Now, when I came over there, I joined the, the North Cheshire Amateur Operatic Society because they used to rehearse in this big hall in the YWCA hostel there where I was supposed to live for a couple of weeks while I found a flat. I ended up living there for three and a half years. In in the YWCA? In, in the YWCA, <laughs> yes. Do I, need, do I need to elaborate? No, you don't. <laughs> so so you're, you're the sort of guy then wherever wherever you lay your hat that's your home you couldn't give an arse or or at least back in the day you didn't care you're happy just as long as I was happy man yeah. you know I love yeah. that though you see I've always been um, almost I don't want to say no I was going to say I was going to say something stupid and say that I've always been almost autistic when it comes to stuff like that I just can't I'm not a diva I've never been a diva but I no I can't no no god no no camping <laughs> no no youth hostels I never did the youth hostel thing around Europe I couldn't understand it the you know the sweatiness of it uh, I couldn't bear any of that nonsense no no Oh no it wasn't it wasn't that type of thing this was uh this was a place that was built for long term residency I think it was a very very modern built. In fact, recently I just I, I googled it online there, and it's now a block of private apartments. Of course, it is like everything else. Private apartments. But the reason the reason I got onto that was um, I told I told Sarah about something that happened at that Garrick Theatre. But if Jean Anne's listening, she'll get a giggle out of this. One year we were doing the show Cabaret at the Palace in Manchester, and the girl playing the Sally Bowles, the Liza Minnelli character. At the time, she was the barmaid in the Rovers' return in Coronation Street. Which one? I, I don't remember. Just 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 I maybe mean, uh, just maybe um, what do they call them? An extra? Just maybe an extra? Was she? No, she was actually a speaking part. Speaking part. Yeah. Raquel was it? She was lovely. Oh, Raquel. As I say, I, I don't remember. It's so long ago. Yeah. But anyway, we're uh, we're doing cabaret, and it happened to be the opening night this and the press are there from the Manchester Evening News and one of the guys in the chorus he's walking around with a big silver tray serving drinks to the people sitting at the table and the girl is just building up to that big crescendo in cabaret and this bugger goes and drops the tray and this almighty crash <laughs> and, oh, and of course that was that was in the that was in the Manchester Evening News the following night oh they put it in the review did they or oh, oh wow yeah. wow oh yeah well, it's funny you mentioned that. Before we say Merry Christmas and, and Happy New Year, uh, you mentioned Jean-Anne. Jean-Anne told me a story 
I'm not going to repeat it. I will get her on the programme just to tell the story. It's hilarious. In the early to mid-70s, she was involved in a production. It was a musical. I can't remember exactly which one it was she told me. And it uh, it had to move from a theatre to another theatre in the space of a few hours. Absolute bedlam. Moving a whole production from a theatre that couldn't be used because I think there was a balcony collapse. So they went to another theatre which had been disused. And some extraordinary things happened during that production, which are hilarious. I won't tell the story. <laughs> I'll let Jean Ann tell it if she ever comes back on the programme. Mate, you're always brilliant uh, for, for a laugh. I'm not just, uh, again, saying that. I'm glad you got back on. John, Merry Christmas. And can I say right, thanks best, for... Best to you and the missus. And you too. And thanks for supporting the programme. I really mean You're welcome. That. Thanks, John. God bless and Merry Christmas. John, in uh, Austin, in Texas, uh, top, top bloke, John, is regular contributor. It's exactly 16 minutes past six. It's the Richie Allen Show for Thursday, December 23rd. The last Richie Allen Show of the year. Don't uh, forget, though, that on Christmas morning, I'll be with you for two hours. It is a live show. You can challenge that if you don't believe me. Somebody said you didn't do that last year, Richie. You recorded it. I did do it live and I will be live. What's the fun in recording it? I'll be doing it live and every 17 minutes, precisely every 17 minutes, uh, the future Mrs. Allen will bring me a double Baileys and will continue to bring me a double Baileys every 17 minutes until, in the immortal words of Matthew McConaughey, I pass the fuck out. No, I'm joking. I'm not going to do that at all. I'll just have a Baileys. I'll just have a Baileys. Um, what have I got for you? I've got this for you is what I've got. And then when I come back from that, I'm going to be taking another call or three or five, right? This is Wham and Last Christmas on The Richie Allen Show. Live from BBG Towers here in Salford. Okay, because we've heard that 10,000 times, and that's only this week, not over the years. George Michael, Wham, uh, Last Christmas. Back to the phone's caller. Welcome to the programme. Who am I speaking with? That's yourself. Who am I talking to? Good evening. No, nada. Niente. Nothing. Nothing at all. Okay, we'll go to another call then. Let's try another one. Let's try and get Henry. Can we get Henry on? Henry was trying to get through to me there. Uh, do you know what I'm very good at doing? Not very much really, but I'm very good at noting exactly who is where in the queue kind of a thing, you know. If, before we say hello to Henry, let me play the jingle for you again, just in case you don't know. Here's the sting. It's your call. Skype. Chat with Richie. Or call 0161 818 2018. If you're calling from overseas, it's plus 44 161 818 2018. Talk to Richie now. And may I wish Christine Walsh and family a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. How are you doing, Christine? Thanks for your message on Patreon just now. Henry, welcome to the programme. Is it Henry? Yeah, it is. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm, okay. a, I'm great, Tanya. I'm glad I got you, my friend. I missed you a couple of minutes back, but I noted that you were next in the queue. Um, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm in Nottingham, mate. Um, I wasn't sure exactly how to uh, how to go about it, so sorry for bombarding you for about an hour. Not at all. No, that's the way it works. No, don't worry about that. It's it's uh, There's nobody here monitoring the calls. So it's the only way to get through is to keep trying and trying. So, no, I'm glad you got through. Are you looking forward to the next few days? Are you going to take a break from everything and relax? How's it looking for you? 
they, I'm slaving in the kitchen. I'm getting it all ready now. I'm just going to relax on the day. So you're the chef then? You're the chef the party for Christmas. You're doing all the cooking. Goodness me, yeah. I wouldn't let my wife in the kitchen, Richie. That's no, no place for a woman. Is it, is it because you're a professional cook, chef, or have been in the past, or you're just bloody good at it? Yeah, I've worked in a lot of restaurants, mate. In, um, in fact, I'm just up the road from Radford, where I think you were for, for a while. Radford? Yeah. Yes, of course. God, what's wrong with me? The Pheasant Inn. That's right, of course. Yeah, I nearly became the landlord of the Pheasant Inn in Radford. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit like Forrest Gump, me. Uh, intellectually, intellectually, and and in terms of my life, I've had some bizarre things happen to me. So you're just so you're in Nottingham, lovely part of the world. Um, well, Henry, it's over to you. What did you phone up to say, my friend? I'm wasting your time. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be brief. But there, there are a few things that I wasn't sure if you'd picked up on, sort of significant little snippets over the last couple of months. So I just wanted to share, I don't know, three things with you quickly Go and ahead. see if they come across your desk, mate. Um, first one was the um, the world breath hold free dive champion. Did you see that guy? Something rings a bell here. Yeah, so he calls himself Mister Ten Minutes. Um, he can hold his breath for ten minutes. He's one of these. Wow. It's diving to the deepest depths possible on one breath with no snorkel, scuba equipment, or anything like that, right? Yeah. So he, in terms of his pulmonary system, his heart and lungs. In that respect, he's the fittest guy in the world. He's the daddy. He is the daddy. Well, yeah, yeah, but he published on uh, on Instagram a little while ago um, that he basically said, thank you, Pfizer. He's got myocarditis, pericarditis, trivial mitral regurgitation. And then he posted a whole load of stats about his resting heart rate, um, his blood oxygen levels, and how they've been completely knocked sideways after having had a, a Pfizer vaccine. Why did uh, he have the jab, Henry? Why did he have the... He's the fittest man in the world. Yeah, Why did he yeah, have the jab? Jesus wept. Um, so, yeah, that was an interesting one. And then, um, and then something that I saw today, which I got quite excited about a little while ago, um, there was a, a piece of research published, and it was in one of the American Heart Association's journals. Um... Sorry, Richie, if you could just give me 10 seconds. Take your time, Henry. I can hear a youngster in the background causing chaos there. That's lovely. Just give of, me one. Take your time. Bit of actuality. We've got Henry on. He's not far from Radford, which is in Nottingham, a place I know fairly well. If uh, Jackie is listening, by the way, or Kat, Kat probably won't be, but Jackie might be. Merry Christmas, Jackie. Never forget Jackie and Kat. Go ahead then. So, so this is interesting then, yeah. So, so it's um, so it's one of the journals, one of several journals that's published by the uh, American Heart Association. It's called Circulation, is the name of the journal. Um, and I noticed about a month ago um, that they published a bit of research, um, and the scientists involved in their conclusion they wrote, "This is a quote: We conclude that the mRNA vax." dramatically increase inflammation of the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following vaccination. So I grabbed a copy of that report because that's unequivocal. unequivocal, Um, And then I just went back today to check it as I anticipated calling you. And I noticed that the conclusion of that paper. Don't tell me it's been changed. It's been redacted. It's been retracted even, has it? 
it's in different language. It appears to say the same thing, but in very, very dense medical speak rather than the plain language that it was in before. Ah, wow, 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 um, wow. But for layperson to read it now, they wouldn't really know what it was on wouldn't about. Wouldn't make, yeah. I mean, it's, it was, to be honest with you, some of the terminology you read, I'm struggling, but I got the gist of it. That the and it wasn't was it remind me Henry it wasn't a specific it wasn't a specific vax it was mRNA vaccines in general was it yeah it was the technology yeah the technology. allowing um, allowing um, immune cells to go to places that they're not supposed to go because your heart tissue is the only tissue that doesn't it's the only muscle tissue that doesn't regenerate um, so yeah it's quite important that that little piece of information Henry incredibly well spotted mate. What I'm going to do is, yeah. not, not, not that I don't believe you, it'll be useful this after Christmas. What I'll do is, uh, I'll because the website is screwed at the moment in terms of people sending me emails, I'll drop you an email address through the chat and if, if, you, if you wouldn't mind sending me a link to that, I'll, uh, I'll have a look at that myself. So here you have again, circulation, it's an industry, or not an industry, but it's a, it's a, it's a magazine, it's a circular for experts in, in the field of cardiology and they clearly say the technology itself leads to thrombosis and problems in people's hearts. Simple as that. Cut and dried, mate. Mother of God. I think I screenshotted it at the time, so I, I might be able to send you, you know, the before and after conclusion. And you know, they're talking about a fourth jab here, and probably five and six because Javid is he's ordered 110 or 112 million more jabs. Yeah, it's insane. And insane. then there was just one last thing, Richie, to put on your radar, which I thought um, your listeners might find useful if they went to find it. Um, because when I'm talking to people and I'm explaining what's going on, that previously I've just been stumped when when they said, "Yeah, but why?" Like. Why do they want to kill us all? Why would they want to depopulate the world? Um, and I saw an interview with a lady called Catherine Austin Fitz. Yes, Catherine, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's on YouTube. Um, I can't remember who was interviewing her, but it was called Mafia of the Powerful. And in that, she laid out from a purely financial risk perspective why. Um, it is that the people, the globalists, would want to depopulate the earth. And the, and the basic gist of it is the risk to them is much higher now as people are starting to be able to share information and challenge the, uh, the agenda. But also that now that they've centralized so much commerce and so much of our money is going into one of a very small number of pools, because they've got much more efficient by killing the high street, um, they actually don't need as many people no, in don't. order to make the profits and have the control that they want. And so when you reach that point of concentrating everybody's money and resources to a very small handful of companies, you can actually start to reduce the number of people. So do you, I guess can finally, I, Richie, can just I ask you, can I ask you this on that? Do you agree with me? And by the way, by all means, feel free to disagree with me because what do I know? I know nothing. But but it's my it's 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 my theory that the heads of state, I don't mean the queen. I don't know what the queen does or doesn't know. But the you, you know the, the the perceived heads of state, the, the the prime ministers, the presidents. I don't think they're. I don't think they have any inclination. That is the end game. I don't believe they know that. Am I being naive? Do you think they do know? At this stage, uh, I think everybody's got a price. I think um, 
it's, it's, it's paradoxical because you, you, you're not able to manipulate and get your way to the top and put yourself in those positions without having a certain sharpness and a certain ability to, you know, read what's going on. Um, so I don't think we can say that they're entirely blameless, but I think, uh, I, I think perhaps the true scope and the, the true sort of end, end goal of it might be restricted to maybe the top thousand people rather than the top 10,000. Yeah, but I could knows? go along. I could go along with that. You've got youngsters there, Henry. <laughs> yes. Fantastic, yes. mate. And and like every other parent that I've spoken to on the programme, obviously it means a bit more to you, I think. I'm not saying it means a bit more to you, but it's, it's it'll affect you in a special way, in a different way, because, I mean, the children, you're thinking, what what sort of existence will they have if enough yeah. of us don't do something about this? Well, I talked my mother out of a booster actually a couple of weeks ago, partly using that piece of research that I was talking about earlier. And, and the thing that did it for her, she she got, she you know, when people are challenged and, and they think they might be wrong, <laughs> they, they tend to yeah. get angry. And to yeah. credit to her, she realized that she was becoming really defensive and she actually changed her mind on it. But what changed her mind was when I said, um, look, I'm not thinking about whether you can go and see your friend in Florida or whether you get to go to Spain again before you're too old. What I'm thinking about is what's the world going to look like for this guy who's five yeah. and it's hanging in the balance. And, uh, and and I think if you just go along with it for the sake of your convenience, that's terrible and selfish and unconscionable. Yeah. Um, and credit to her, she called me the next day and she said, I've cancelled my booster. Fair play to her. And, and, and all the best to, to your mum. And listen, on Christmas Day, don't force the five-year-old to eat the Brussels sprouts, Henry. Just don't, right? Remember when you were five. Brussels sprouts are a joy. They are one of the greatest creations of God. If God exists, I love them. But when we're kids, we don't like them. Don't force them on him. Let him have what he wants on Christmas Day. The BBG, that's, that's my decree for Christmas. But uh, no, it sounds like you've got a fantastic situation there and you're going to have a great few days, Henry. Yeah, I hope so. And and, um, and and Richie, you're always so self-deprecating, but I'll tell you, mate, there's been times when uh, when you've been the only voice that's been uh, saying the same thing that I've been feeling, and, and that's been really important. So thanks for your work this year. Well, thank you, Henry. Thanks for listening to the programme and supporting it, and thanks for coming on. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Henry. God bless. Henry, not too far from Radford, which is in uh, Nottingham, which I know very well. Going to try and get John on. Uh, am I going to try and get John on again? Am I? Uh, there was a John on from Essex. I'm try trying to find John. I hope he doesn't hate me now if I can't get him on. But I want to get him on because we. Uh, I'm going to try and get John on. Yeah, I think I've got him. I might have him. Let's try him again. Say a prayer now all together. Let's say a glory be to the Father. We say a glory be to the Father together. I'm not Yuri Geller here. Let's say a glory be, and we might have John back. Is John in Essex on the line? Can you hear me? I can. It's still dropping out, John. It must be your uh, uh, Wi-Fi coverage. It might be dropping in and out. But um, look, we'll we'll try and persevere for a few seconds anyway, my friend. Um, what would you like uh, to say? Go ahead. Um, I just ring in, Richie, because I was listening to Peter Ebden and Joe Radley the other night. Yeah, and you said you're a healer yourself. Yeah, I've been a healer, resident healer for 40 years. Um, I'm kind of what's classed as a, a sensitive. That means I see, hear and feel spirit. I have precognitive dreams and visions and that type of thing. Very um, interesting. Can you still hear me okay? Loud and clear, thank God. Go ahead. Okay. 
Um, and I'm really ringing, Richie, because I feel it's important that we understand that there's more going on here than just what's happening at a physical level. Um, listening to Peter the other day, I, I felt he had the same um, idea as well, that um, there are unseen forces at work behind governments and um, people in power that are influencing them as we're all influenced from the unseen. John, can, I ask, you, can I ask you this? What are the odds of persuading people to consider that? I'm not trying to be negative here now. I am wide open to what you've just told me, wide open to it. But I used to not be wide open to it. How do we get people to consider that possibility? And is it even worth our while doing that? It's really difficult, Richie, because for people that don't experience these things, it seems a fantasy. And listen, I, I grew up in the East End of London. I ran the streets as a young boy. I played on, on bomb sites and I was a normal young boy growing up. But I've always had this awareness of the unseen of spirit and of what that means within this life. I've had that from a young boy and I used to have kids at school coming to me when they had problems where they'd been dabbling in things that they shouldn't dabble in. And I've always had healers coming to me that have had problems and people coming to me that have problems with dark forces at work. And I'm not trying to be really negative here, Richie. What I'm trying to do is make people understand that um, we can try and blame the um, people in power, but it's what's what's working them, what stands behind them that we have to look at as well and be aware of. It's um, so, conversations I've had with, with my great friend Mark Boyersky, um, yeah. who got a lovely mention earlier on, an, an absolutely decent soul, a guy who does more good for people. I've never seen anything like him. And Peter, I've had these conversations with Peter and Mark. It's a negative entity that that is attaching itself or a negative energy is attaching itself to these people. Is is that being a bit too simplistic, John, on my um, behalf? It It is in a way, Richie, but I, I mean, I, I don't want to start frightening people and putting, there's enough fear going on in this world already. And I don't want to. I don't know how to add to that. No, no, I understand that, and, and we and we are keeping it light. But can I ask you this, our boy? I, I I meant to say this to Peter when I had a private conversation with him. If if something unseen is somehow manipulating these people, are we giving the people a pass then? You know, no. we're not. No, because we're all culpable. We're all responsible for our own actions. But some people they aren't even aware they're being influenced. People like myself. And hopefully people like Mark Bierski and, and Peter and other other people that work with these next with these forces and these energies, um, they they are more aware of what's taking place than people that have never been um, experiencing these things in the first place. But you know, we as I say, we're all influenced. Yeah. You know, can I ask you this? Bad. Can I ask you this? Um, as an empath. Because you are an empath amongst the, 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 you know, the other skills you have. You said the precognitive sure. dreams. What is your, what is the energy telling you about the outcome of this? Are we going to win this, John? Well, I tell you, there's a thing that's called um, friction, right? And it, it, it's a spiritual friction. And it's a friction that takes place when a great change is about to happen. And I have, I have great, um, enthusiasm for the future, Richie. I, I, I'm not negative about it because I see this friction that calls, can cause suffering. But through this suffering, we, we can move beyond it and above it. 
and create a new beginning, if you like. Not a build back better. No, but a new right? paradigm. A new paradigm yeah. of love and tolerance and real community is what you're saying, John. Yes. And what I need to get you to, un- not get you to understand, forgive me. What I'm trying to say to you is, Richard, that the part you play in it is really important because you are as much a light worker as any healer that, that's at work at this moment, as, as important as, as myself, as Mark Bayerski, as Peter and as Joe Radley and all those other people that class themselves as light workers. You are a light worker. My missus might say something different. But anyway, look, let, 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 me, let me ask listen, you this. Listen to me. We, through your program, we all connect. Yeah. And that is an energy. And those energies, through that connection, they build. And those higher forces can work with that energy. And it brings about happenings. It makes things happen. And so you play a really important role, Richard. You are a hub that we all connect into. Well, thanks for saying that. I'm desperately keen to ask you. You said that you... Bomb sites. You were a young boy then, presumably at the end of the Second World War. Yeah, in wow. the 50s, actually, yeah. In the 50s, yeah. So so obviously the, the, the place was still under construction. Not to be changing the subject, I'm not, because I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated by what you said to me. That's fine. Um, what do you remember of Christmases back then in the 1950s? What were Christmases like back then? What are your memories? Fantastic. Go on, tell us. We, we, we had a front room with a piano in it. We'd all, all the family would come down, my aunts and uncles, my cousins. We'd all gather together. Um, I had a, a, my best friend was a... <laughs> an Irish Catholic, a lovely family. His mother was really religious and they used to have the um, the priests in on a Sunday. Go on. They, they used to be in the, in the front room drinking their wine. Um, <laughs> of course. His, his father was a lecturer and loved to gamble and, and his uncles would come round and they'd sit in front of the television, back, back in the horses. Uh, a brilliant family, a very intelligent family, um, but a lovely family. And I remember him that when he used to go on holidays to Ireland, he'd come back with his hurling stick and I could barely understand his language because he'd changed so much. <laughs> ah, because once he went back, he came back, he had rediscovered his accent back home. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's it, John. Now tell me yeah. about that time, the 50s. The Christmases sound absolutely beautiful. This was a time that I'm led to believe anyway, when people really looked out for one another. Doors were open. People did things for one another. It's quite kind of like completely different to today when sadly lots of us are unaware of the struggles, you know, and the triumphs of the people around us because we've become disconnected. But but I understand in this time when you were growing up as a young boy in the 50s that um, it was different. There was a real pull together feel. Everybody looked out for everybody. Everybody knew everybody. Is that true or is it just a romantic notion? No, it's true, because no one moved. We all lived in the same street. You know, part of our street was bombed by a rocket. And my my father was, during the war, digging people out of rubble, you know, I'm taking bodies out of rubble, and that affected him terribly, because my father was a healer, you know, and it affected him terribly. So I, I, I was on the back end of that. I wasn't there during the war, but I was there in the rebuilding, if you like, of, of where I lived. Um, and the people had a, a good community and people all, all up and down our street knew one another. It was, it was a different time. Yeah. It really was. 
I, I, I get nostalgic. I get nostalgic for time for a time that I didn't experience. It's really funny that I think about these things. You know, I see some old films sometimes, or even new films that are set in that period, and I think, God, it must have been a lot better then. Because when I was really young, I used to think, well, it must have been so difficult then because they didn't have telly and they didn't have modern conveniences and all that nonsense. Now I look back. I don't look back because I wasn't there. But hearing you, John, it just sounds great. It sounds wonderful. Well, we had we had imagination, Richard. That's what we had, and we, we lived with that imagination. And so we would create games. We would create um, different scenarios where we 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 would have different teams, and we'd play out in the street till it got dark. And you know, I was a great one for sport. I loved football. You know, anything with a ball, I'd be there. Fantastic. So that that was kind of how I grew up. I hated school. I didn't like learning. I didn't, I didn't understand the learning process. But I loved sport and um, I loved the creative processes that um, I was able to link into. You know, I, I play different instruments as well, musical instruments. So that's been a, a great thing for me in my life as well. Was that because of the piano in the front room? Did you pick it up when you were young? Um, it was partly that. My, my, my dad and my mum both played the piano. They never read read music. They played by ear, if you like, as it's known. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and it, it was a different time, and um, we had a banjo in the house, and uh, yeah, there was different things going on. My uncle used to work at the, the Windmill Theatre in London, and um, that was quite risque at the time. And uh, yeah, there was there was great great things going on back then. It, they were tough times, Richie, really yeah. tough times. I used to go to school with holes in my shoes, you know, and it, it was there was hard times, but. There was a sense of community and there was a sense of love and that was that was always present. Um, we, we could do it with a bit I, of it now. Were really difficult times. We could do it with a bit of it now. I'm going to take another call. Um, I'm, going to sure. no, I'm going to note your, um, well, it's Jeanette's uh, Skype. Um, I, I won't do it later. I probably won't do it tomorrow, but over the holiday, I'll drop you a message on there. So I'll give you my contact details so that we can stay in touch. And uh, all I'll say to you now is thanks for sharing that with us. And Merry Christmas to you and Jeanette, uh, uh, John. And thanks for your call, mate. Absolutely thanks, gorgeous. Richie. Same to you. Take care. Bye, Jeanette. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bye for now. Merry Christmas. Isn't that lovely, Jeanette? Uh, there, but John uh, on the line to us at uh, the east end of London. I might very well have Cliff on the line. How you doing, Cliff? Hello there, Richie. Oh, thank there? God, Cliff. How are you, mate? I'm delighted you got on because last time we 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 did one of these, we we didn't connect. Listen, thanks to you for all your support over the years to this program. It means the world to me. So thank you. And connecting me with people and, and all the other stuff that you do behind the scenes as well. Um, he's turning me off there in the background, Claire. I think I'm yeah, off I'm now. Am I, off? To myself out. I think I've got it. Uh, what about that? Can you hear Fantastic. me? Fantastic. I can hear you That's loud and clear. It. We got there eventually. Technology, eh? Technology, eh? You're looking well. I can see you. It's not radio. It's not telly, I should say, but I can see you're looking well there. How are things? Oh, well, I've got a bit of man flu at the moment. Uh, I've got the Omnicon, <laughs> as, as we call it. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'll hopefully be here when you return in the new year with a bit of luck. <laughs> Don't uh, go to I'm hospital. Sure Don't go to hospital, Cliff, oh, no matter no, what. you must be joking. No, 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 I, I, it, it, it's a cold, Richie. It's that old thing that uh, we used to know as colds. In this particular case, it, uh, the what I've got is a cold. And so do, do you know what, Cliff? Sorry to interrupt you. I won't. I'll get out of your way. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, no but um, yeah, it's it, there is an article in the Mail Online. There is an article on the Mail Online right now 
that is telling people, if you think it's a cold, it's COVID. That's what it says. The article says, if you think you've got a cold, it's probably COVID. So presumably, if you did a test, they would tell you you have COVID. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah, they would, of course. Uh, uh, The the feature that you did on uh, Brian May, uh, interesting one. Um, I've I've read uh, something online about the same and and uh, someone done a video. Well, you know, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But uh, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, it's just it's, the, the 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 thing doesn't even allegedly test. It's it's not um, it, it's not made to isol- It's not made to identify the Omnicon variant. So. It's just a test. So the game the is up. For, then? The yeah, game is nonsense. up. The game is up. You're right. But allegedly, Brian May asked his doctor, just in case listeners are wondering. Allegedly, Brian May was told by his doctor, Mr. May, you've got the, um, the, the, the Omicron. And May said, really? How do you know that? And allegedly, the doctor said, well, I don't know. I think May, who is an astrophysicist, so he's a scientist, he asked him, how does the test differentiate between the variants? And the doctor couldn't answer him. If that is true, it's an admission by the doctor that it is, in the immortal words of my grandfather and a million Irish granddads, a load of bollocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, so apart from that, I'm fine. Hope you are too. You're sounding in, in good form and I hope hope your better half is, is, is good. I'll say the reason I wanted to talk to you was twofold, both very quick. What, one is, what you do is, and I think it's great, is you take the piss at times about what goes on and it, it, it does make it light yeah you know, we've all got down with this i'm sure i know i have yeah um but when you take the piss yeah you know, that's all you should be doing yeah you know, we should be doing taking the piss out of it and and i thought wouldn't it be good if if there was a a richie allen top 10 major laughs um as such and i, I can remember uh in the first lockdown in 2020 I was sitting in the garden. I remember it, the weather was nice, and you 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 done the the, the feature on Terry Waite. That Sky News got <laughs> Terry Waite right. in, <laughs> and I and I was I was crying. Honestly, I was crying <laughs> with laughter. That was hilarious. Oh, thanks. Uh, and I say you've you've done loads. The uh, wee hee. Oh, that, that stuff. Thing. Yeah. Uh, that's brilliant as well. And that guy the other day, uh, you know. Uh, they shouldn't let unvaccinated in because I need to get in there because I've had an adverse reaction if I do. And you know you what? Know, it's just Cliff, amazing. It was by Actually. the grace of God that I heard that programme. That went out on BBC Radio 5 and this guy was a genuine caller. I was in... I was actually jogging. I was jogging down Liverpool Street and Nicky Campbell said, we've got Matthew on. And Matthew said, uh, yeah... They shouldn't allow unvaccinated people in hospital. They should keep those beds empty for me in case I have an adverse reaction to the vaccine. And I I stumbled when I was running. I couldn't. And I I was mortified because there was a lot of people. It was uh, really busy. And I remember thinking... They're looking at me and I'm, I'm I'm laughing. I'm keeling over. I'm bending over. Yeah, you have to. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking: as soon as I get home, I'm going to dig that out and I'm going to use it in the program tonight. You're right, Cliff. You have to laugh at it because maybe you 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 bring them down to what they really are. When you laugh at them, you see them as a bunch of cowards and a bunch of liars. And if you can do that, well, maybe you can realise that they're not scary. They're not scary. These people. They can be dealt with. And I think that's what I think, Annie. Anyway. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, well, well again, I, I'll never comply with this. I genuinely have never put a mask on. I never will. Uh, if anyone ever comes to my door and they want to stick a needle in me, I will treat that as attempted murder. Yeah. Uh, and they'll they'll get 
something back. You know, it's not a threat, and I'm not a big, I'm not trying to be a big man, nothing like that. But you know, I don't want it. I want them to leave me alone, uh, and I'll just get on with my life as I want to get on with it. And uh, but I go around, I, I, I go around the supermarkets occasionally, and uh, yeah, it, you see a few people now without them, but most people are certainly around here. But uh, there was something in the press the other day, other other week, sorry, whereby they said that there's a loophole that if you sing, uh, you. Uh, <laughs> right. So so I thought if anyone ever says to me, why you got a mask on? Because I've had that on London Transport when I've been in London. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm not wearing a mask. You know, why you got a mask on? Well, it's none of your business. Mind, mind your own. And uh, but if anyone ever says that to me now in the supermarket, I'm going to start singing. That's what I'm going to do. Give us a couple of bars. Give us a couple of bars, Cliff. Give us a couple of bars. Go on. Yeah. It's Christmas. I won't ask you to do it. What would you sing then? I mean, off the oh, top of um, your head. All I need is the air that I breathe by the hollies. Fantastic. Look, the speed yeah. of you coming up with that. That's very good. That very good. <laughs> there was a few others. I can't remember them now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So anyway, so uh, yeah. Top 10, Richie Allen, make your laughs. That would be great. I, I, my one would be... Um, uh, you know, as, as I said, with Terry Waite. But, um, yeah, so the other thing I want to talk about, nothing to do with COVID. You know, we all had enough of that. Um, it's um, my dog, Rottweilers. Uh, I've got I've got a seven-and-a-half-year-old Rottweiler, and she's been ill uh, with a stomach for a few months. I've tried many, many things. Eventually took her around to, to the vet, um, got the checkbook out, as you do, and um, they blood tested her uh, done uh, poo tests nothing showed um then uh they said i'll oh, put her on this prescription diet so tried that and it wasn't any better just constant diarrhea terrible and uh, it's been going on for a couple of months good couple of months so uh took her back they x-rayed her and done ultrasounds and uh said can't find anything uh, he he tries some other uh, hypoallergenic food, dry food, um, and again just constant diarrhea. Yellow, her poo is yellow; it's a horrible yellow colour, and uh, Scary. It, 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 it's underlying. That could mean other more sinister things. I'm aware of what they could be, but uh, one of my sons he said, "Well, he's found this thing online months ago, and must admit I didn't look at it." So, so I went on it. It's called uh, rotational mono feeding, and uh, it's it's a Facebook group. Although the the person's got a website as well. So I, w I went on it. Uh, there's an ebook, and I bought that for uh, fifteen quid, whatever it was, and yeah, I've read it. And we've started our Rottweiler off literally two days ago on uh, on a f fruit and veg diet. What it is? It's fruit and veg on. Uh, several days and then you put them on raw meat for a day which is why it's a rotational diet and on the very very first day which was yesterday she she had um uh, butternut squash and um she had apples or an apple a banana uh stuff she's never eaten before we starved her for a day we, we gave her a fast day so she was hungry enough to want to eat the fruit ah, right yeah because you put that yeah. down in front of a dog they'll just Turned their noses yeah. up at it, yeah. right, right. So, so tiny little bit of peanut butter on it uh, to get her to to take it to encourage her. And once she took the banana, the apple, the pear, uh, she's eaten a fig now. She never touched any of this stuff before. But with it, the the following, uh, you know, few hours later, 
she passed her first... Sorry about the detail. No, no, this is really interesting, Cliff. Go ahead. She she passed her first solid poo uh, in weeks. Thank God. Literally weeks. Oh, thank God. And uh, I say the advice from the vet, because I phoned the vet the other day and said, um, could she have a particular uh, issue... Uh, I can't remember, pancreas issue, and uh, that someone on this mono feeding group had said, sounds like a, one of my old dogs and it could be this. So I asked, the, I asked the vet, could it be that? And she she, she went away and she came back and said, well, yeah, it could be, but yeah, so we can blood test her again, another 150 quid. Oh, yeah, uh, of course it is. So, yeah. so, um, so in the end, it's, it's, well, what should we do about a diet? Because she just got constant diarrhea. Uh, it's like terrible to see. So uh, she said, "I'll just carry on with it for 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 the full month." It's like, well, I can't, yeah, okay. And then 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 I started looking at this mono feeding diet. I say with it with it after a fast, and then eating it for I don't know four six hours. She passed her first first solid poo in weeks. And when was that? Uh, you said that was yesterday, was it? That was yesterday. And then she's uh, carried on 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 the fruit and veg all day yesterday. She got up slightly early, got us up slightly earlier, so we at 5.30 to go. But everything now is solid. Uh, no diarrhoea. So that's just in two days. That is amazing, Cliff. So, so it's very early days yet, and hopefully it won't take a turn for the worst again. Yeah, please but, God, yeah. But, but the mono-feeding diet, if you were to read it, basically the, the stuff that we all take for granted that you can feed your dogs, you know, that you buy at a pets at home or wherever you might buy it, it's toxic, uh, and it and it g- gives them problems. And uh, a lo- lots of people on this mono feeding site uh, are showing you the pictures of their dogs where they started out ill, and then a number of weeks, months later, it's all sorted. Our retriever so, eats fruit and eats um, carrots and stuff like that. Yeah, and which is good. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. Caroline gives it to her. Um, both of them are on a dry food that is, uh, as far as we can tell anyway, is very, very clean and very toxin-free, as far as we can tell. But you've given me, yeah. uh, you know, kind of room for pause there, really. Ra- rotational mono-feeding. And if anybody that's wants, the, if you put that term into Facebook, you'll find that group, is that, that right? That's, it, that's exactly it. Yeah, you'll find it. Fast, yeah. that's a, do you know that could be a hugely valuable bit of information for somebody? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it, 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 it's certainly valuable for me. And what, what they say, obviously, Pete, they've got their opinions. I couldn't tell you if their opinions are, are true or not because I'm new to it. But they've said, don't go to the vet. They'll just keep doing what they've always done. They're not keep they're, charging they're just you. kind of trained in what they know. And What's her name, um, Cliff? What's, what's the, the Rottweiler's name? Tilly. Tilly, Tilly is her name, is it? Well, let's hope that she continues to improve then on, on that diet. It sounds like she, she might yeah. do. You yeah, know. so so if it works, it's really easy to do as well. You know, you you just uh, it, it's um, uh, sweet potatoes or or um, as I said, butternut squash. Uh, yeah, you can put carrots in as well, um, and it's just you just boil it up and you mash it up and that's it. And uh, you can stick some fruit in and around her as well. You know, uh, bananas, apples, pears. You know, bits of uh, you know um, other um, berries and stuff. Uh, it's just really easy, and then on the meat days, then uh, you just serve them raw meat with with bones in if you want to, as long as you're not cooked, because yeah. then it won't splinter. But 
yeah, it's just really easy. It sounds, yeah, wow. I mean, I, there, there will be so many people listening to this who who do have, excuse me, who have dogs in, in, in their lives who would be fascinated by, by that. I certainly am. I really, yeah, so, I really am, yeah, because because uh, you never know when, you yes. know, and from time to time, I mean, some people, people will say anyway, from time to time they do have soft stools because they're always doing stuff behind your back. They're always eating bits of crap and bits of sticks and stuff like that. But but what, what, what um, Tilly had was obviously dreadful and who knows, like, how, how far that might have deteriorated. So thank God that it's um, it's come to a halt for, at least for now anyway. Yeah, that's right. And, and over time, if according to uh, you know the the site, she the, the foods have built up toxins, so she needs time to detox from it all. Like, like, uh, like and, and the fruit and veg and the raw chicken, or chicken or beef or whatever you want to give them, um, it all over time gradually allow for detox. Fantastic. So uh, you know the more organic, the better, obviously. Cliff, but, the best uh, to look with that. I'm, I'm I'm I might just have time to take one more call. Thanks again for being there for years with advice and with help and encouraging people to support it. You've supported it yourself, you and Sue. And that means the world to me, mate. So so thanks for, for, for that. And just the best of the season to you and to Sue and your family. And I'm so glad you got through. Yeah, that's good. and the same to you and yours, uh, Richie. And I say, I think you're obviously very modest, as, as someone else said earlier. But I've learned so much from you in terms of your your journalistic style in terms of being able to start picking the bones out of the crap that they tell us you know and and, and i'm much more in tune with china when you hear stuff you think well hang about what about that and you just start delving a bit and then you just find it it's it's, it's quite straightforward now yeah. i haven't got your memory i wish i have you got the memory of an elephant i haven't got that but uh but yeah, without you, I don't know where my, where my family would be now. And in my immediate family, we're all on the same page. We've got a very tight little unit. And uh, and yeah, thank goodness I have no divisions in here. We're, we're all on, on board and we all know what we've got to do and we'll do it, that's which a, is don't comply. Just a, don't comply with it. A blessing. Don't comply is right. Merry Christmas again, uh, Cliff. And uh, catch up in the new year. Yeah, all the best, Richie. Cheer- have a great Christmas and have a great new year. Look forward to hearing from you again in the new year. Thanks, Cliff. Lovely there. That's Cliff Moore, a great friend of ours. And uh, Cliff and his wife, Sue, uh, they've been listening to the programme uh, for years and been very kind to it and have supported it for years. And I, I really appreciate that. I'm over the time. I'm well aware of that. I'm going to take one more call and then I'm going to say a couple of things for about 30 seconds. I'm just going to wish you a Merry Christmas. And then I'm going to take my leave of you until Christmas Day. Caller, welcome to the programme. You're the last caller. Who am I speaking with? Oh, hello, Richard. It's, it's Wayne. I just wanted to give you a quick call. How are you doing, Wayne? <laughs> Wayne, you've got 90 seconds. Hi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, just wanted to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and, um, you know, and a, and a Happy New Year. I wanted to read, to, uh, I wanted to read something which, uh, very quickly, um, which, which people might like, if, if that's okay. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, this, is, this is from, from Corinthians. Um, when I put it on the website, I know a few people liked it. Um, so we do not lose hope. Though outwardly things may waste away, inwardly we are being renewed day by day, and our momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what can be seen, but upon that which is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Therefore we are always confident 
as we live by faith, not by sight. For the power that, that is within us is greater than the power that is within the world. Corinthians, yeah, Wayne. I just thought that was quite nice. It's lovely. What, what, which, um, give us Corinthians and the numbers then. Which Corinthians, Corinthians even chapter and verse, which is it? Um, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you offhand, but it's um, it's one of my favourite passages from the Bible, and yeah, it, is, lovely, it, it yeah. is in it is in Corinthians. Um, it's very I mean, uh, very prescient. And, uh, I've I've I've, um, I've I've changed one or two lines around, and uh, and, and uh, it, it, it's very slightly amended. But it's um, but it's a, it's one of my favourite passages. Passages, and um, yeah. So I just thought, uh, just thought, just wanted to share that. No, thanks, mate. I'm, I'm what about um, the Christmas? How is Christmas shaping up for you? Um, it's not been easy, Richie, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, very little contact with uh, with my family, and um, we talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. You, know, you know, one of my sisters was thinking of having me over for Christmas, but I've not heard from her, and I think she's, um, you know, I think she's, you know, she's she, she's been scared off by the. Um, you know, by uh, you know, by, by you know, by the plague. You know, they all very much believe that you know in, in the plague that's going around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, so I'm just, um, so I'm just, I'm just waiting to see if she calls me. But otherwise, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, take it easy here and, um, you know, and do, and do my own thing. You know. But if if she doesn't call, listen, I don't think I need to say this to you. Don't let that get you down. You're on the right path. You know you are. And you can't force people to change their course. They have to live their own lives and make their own decisions. You obviously love your sister and you love your family, but mm. don't sweat it. I know it's easier said than done. It's easy for me to say that here. I'm living with a woman who understands what's going on. I've got neighbours yeah. who understand what's going on, so it's easy for me. But don't um, start looking at yourself and don't get down about it because you're on the right path and you understand mm. what's happening. And from what I can see, you know, reading the posts you put on the website, you know, you've got a pretty moderate and a pretty decent, even-handed approach to it. And even when you phoned in before, so don't beat yourself up, mate. And if you fancy having a drink with me on Christmas morning, I know it'll be a virtual drink, but I'll be here between 10 and 12. I'll have a Baileys. And uh, if, you, if, if you fancy that, Wayne, I'll meet you back here on Christmas morning. Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 um, I'll be listening. I sent out... Um yeah, a couple of days ago, I sent. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I sent out a, a long because um, I, I felt I've been holding a lot of stuff back. I mean, my, I mean, I've, I've, I've not had very much contact with my family, but most of them had a. They, they had an idea the way I felt, really. But I, I, um, I sent a long email, which I sent out pretty much to everyone that I knew, about twenty people, you know, including family. Um, you know, you know, laying out all the main points of um, of the scam, really, and, um, and 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 asking them to look at various things and. Um, I put various references on there and, 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 um, and various links, including obviously, um, you know, the vaccine deaths, you know, you know, and the, um, yeah. the vaccine injury sites and, um, you know, and imploring them really to, to, to just take a second look at things. And, um, and out of nearly 20 people, I got literally one reply back, which was from one of my sisters um, telling me that my, uh, um, that my niece now was a nurse. Um, working in a hospital and she says so you, you know she you know so uh she says she has to be vaccinated because she's working she's been told because she's working with covid patients um and she says but you're entitled to uh you're entitled to your opinion stay safe stay <laughs> safe yeah 
And yeah, that that, so that was, must have been. So I was really gutted. I was really gutted. Well, of really course you were gutted. But listen to me. L- listen to me. Please do listen to me. I, of course mm. you were gutted. If I sent, uh, if I sent a a a block email to twenty people, showing them the hard facts about the injuries, I'd be gutted too. But but again, I would say to you, and I don't know you apart from talking to you on 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 one of the phone-ins. Listen, you did what you could do. You did the right thing. After that, you, you have to rest easy. You cannot do any more. You can't drag them away from the jab centres. You can't, you know, stop them taking lateral flow tests. You cannot yeah. do that. What you did was the was was the human and a spiritual thing to do. Look at this, and good luck. And don't beat yourself up about it. Again, I know it's easier said than done. Yeah, you yeah. love people. You don't want people to be harmed by taking medicine they don't need. But all of us, I think, and and, and my better half has this in her own family with her mum trying to persuade her to have the jab and she's incredibly patient yeah. with her mum because she loves her mum as she should do because her mum is great but you yeah. can't do any more Wayne than say look at that it's up to you now and and that's all I would say to you pal but look because I, I got the impression that she hadn't even really bothered to, to no to they don't them, but they don't when, Wayne they don't yeah. I've yeah. had this for years this is not a COVID thing. This has been yeah. going on for years. I've had family yeah. members contact me. Oh, I heard you're gone mad now. You used to have a great career in the media. Now you're gone mad. You're doing these mm. programs. And I would send a little bit of info. Classified, not classified, but um, official sources. Of course they don't read it. Of course they don't read it, yeah. Wayne. And, and there's nothing we can do about that. Other than... You know. I even sent a clip of what was going on in Australia. You know, you know. Um, um, well, well, I sent I sent the link to the um, the three links that I sent along with this massive long email um, was, was the was the link to the um, was, was the link to the government website. You know, which said that COVID had been downgraded and shouldn't have any more um, um, any special yeah, measures taken right, yeah. for it. Yeah, uh, which is still on there. I sent the link to that. I sent the link to the um, to the VARS, which I think is a better link than the um, the yellow card. And, 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 the American, and the American stuff. That. Can I stop you? Yeah, Can I just yeah. say this? Can I say this to you, Wayne? Before we yeah, before we wish each other Merry Christmas and before I sign off, listen. Let me tell you this. This is my opinion. I shouldn't be say. I shouldn't be saying to you. Listen. It's my opinion. If you yeah. if you got a hidden camera video with footage of Chris Whitty laughing with Boris Johnson saying. I can't believe what we got these fools to believe this week. I guarantee you, Wayne, if you sent that link around in an email, it wouldn't make a difference. That's what we have to try and grasp with. We can't change that. So we have to come at it another way. We have to improvise, adapt and overcome. It's heartbreaking to think that. You've got Whitney and Johnson. You've got them on video laughing at it. You show it to your aunt and she just says, I give over, will you? She, She might say, maybe they were joking. (laughs) <laughs> you know you can't win Wayne I'm going to sign off and wish you a Merry Christmas pal thanks for That's your it. participation on the website and, 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 and phoning in the programme you've always uh, got something interesting to say fascinating conversations about how they're using TV programmes to drive these Thank narratives you. mate so uh, all you the best quick, to you. You, I'm trying to contact you via the email sometimes no you, you can't at the moment because it's all screwed up but uh, yeah, if you, if you ever want to talk to me in more detail about um, about programming or about my time in the um, uh, with, with the with, 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 in uh, in the Masons or with Scientology, I'd I'd love to you know I'd love to uh, to chat with you in some more detail. I'm sure we can the, make uh, I'm sure we can make room interest. for that, Wayne. I'm sure we can make room for that, Wayne. Thanks very much, mate, and Merry Christmas. That was Wayne on the line, and and that there's a lesson there. There's a really important lesson there, 
uh, about trying to persuade family members of what's going on, don't persist. Because you'll get angry, you'll get upset, you'll get vexed, you'll get bitter, you'll fall out with people. I recommend this. Don't uh, imagine that I'm telling you what to do. I certainly am not. I've never told anybody what to do. But don't spend too much time on it. Honestly. You won't be the better for it. I, I believe that passionately. Do your best once, maybe twice. Don't be dogmatic. Don't be insistent. Have a look at these figures here. These jabs are harming people. And leave it at that, is what I would say. Now, I'm um, away uh, until Christmas morning, but the Richie Allen Show will return in January. Of course it will, uh, in, in the early New Year. Uh, of course, uh, after the bank holiday in the early New Year, yes. So until then... I won't be think, thinking even uh, too much about the, the COVID nonsense. I'm going to try and take a break from it as best as I possibly can because I have to do that. Thanks to everyone who phoned in tonight. Thank you very much. And for all the phone-ins, thank you to all the guests who came on the programme in 2021, to every man and woman who came on the programme when they were invited to share their knowledge and their research with you and me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. There, there, there's no point in doing this. If you don't listen and if you don't share the programme via your social media pages and thank you for supporting it. I I can't say that. I can't find the words to say to, to those listeners who support it through the bank or through Patreon. Thanks from the bottom of my big Irish heart. That's all I'm going to say there. It's amazing to me that something you could take for free and not give it a second thought and download it, that, that, that some of you don't do that, that you listen and then you think, well, that's worth keeping it going and you make a contribution. So thank you. To everybody who is close to me, who helps out with the programme various ways, whether it's Paul doing the engineering, Hayden doing the website, uh, obviously Jean Anne, and I'm not going to keep mentioning people because then I'll forget to mention someone and they'll be upset. And my better half, the oft-mentioned El Frago Tremendo, she puts up with a lot because I do this programme and I spend 16 hours a day on it. I give weekends to it and it does come between us sometimes, it comes between our personal time. But because she believes it's worthwhile, she puts up with it. So a big thanks to her. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Have a fantastic holiday. Some of you will not be listening on Christmas Day because you have no time for that sort of thing. That's fair enough. I'll talk to you in the new year. But for those who do like the old melodies, we'll talk in two days' time on Saturday, December 25th, Christmas Day for Christmas Morning Melodies. I do love you, by the way. Thank you. Thanks for being with me. Until Saturday. Bye now. Bye.